You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Alrighty, welcome back to the Stateside Podcast. My name is James Macmillan, and I am the one host, but not the only host now. I thought you were just going to say, I'm the one. I am the one. Okay, calm down, Neo. You have arrived. <laughs> <laughs> I am the one. Uh, what's your name? My name's Alan. Yep. Today we have a very tasty guest. I've been saying tasty a lot for You a said guest. that yesterday, too. Yeah. And I think we told you to fucking stop doing yeah, that super creepy so then next episode you do it again i'm gonna keep doing it <laughs> <laughs> today we have kyle baltus from the delicious band 36 crazy fists welcome to the show kyle hi buddy how you guys doing doing good kyle brought us a lot of treats <laughs> yeah i'm looking at a mountain of candy um, there's some Starbucks coffees, <laughs> <laughs> a bag of gummy bears. I like that. It's not just Starbucks <laughs> coffee. It's the vanilla ones, which yeah. are fucking. Just su- it's just sugar. Yeah. You just dumped a pound a caramel of sugar. one in my hand. Oh, yeah. God. Vanilla yeah, yeah. and caramel. When he got here, I asked him if he wanted a soda water. And he looked at me. He's like, I'm good, bro. Yeah. And then five minutes later, and I know why. He's yeah. like, do you guys want this? And then just the sound of a huge truck backing up. Beep. <laughs> just the fucking table covered with candy aisle, full like candy really aisle. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. That that's uh that's all my nan. Are you a sugar freak? Yep. I mean, apparently you are. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, dude, the I, amount I of times, too, dude. the amount of times I've seen this dude for dinner have a milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, I haven't even had dinner yet, and he like takes a straw out of one of the drawers. He's like, here we go. Yeah. I mean, milkshakes are dope, though. I'm not like an ice cream guy. If you give me like a bowl of ice cream, it, why are you saying ice cream? What is that not that, right? Just like, ice cream. That's like saying I got my permit to drive. Yeah, yeah I guess cream. I do that. Maybe that's ice the cream. the Washingtonian you guess you in me. Do that? Yeah. Well, just like sometimes I call uh, I call it like Coca Cola that item. I call it pop. Which is a thing. That's a Northwest thing. It's a very Northwest thing, yeah. California. Yeah, you say that like it's weird. Everyone yeah. says Coke. It's pop, dude. As kids, yeah. it's we, pop. Called, we called everything Coke. Yeah, that's the weirdest Wait, one to me. you only call Coca-Cola pop? You don't call like all sodas no, pop? No, all sodas are pop. Except now yeah, I'm duh. soda. I say soda now. Yeah, because we've been fucking Yeah, because I grew up. Because all these people are But that's like an OG Northwest thing, right? To yeah. Call everything it's pop? definitely pop, dude. That's so old timey. Well, the one that blows me away the most, though, is like what you're saying, the Coke thing. That all yeah. soda is Coke. Yeah, that's the way it used to be. Like, hey, you want a Coke? And they're like, yeah, what kind you got? Because, see, that's not just different, like me saying pop. That's full-on incorrect. It's, it's it's madness, yeah. It doesn't make any goddamn so sense. Weird. Unless you're a Coke fiend, like they might be, and they're like, what kind do you want? I'm like, well, you have RC? No. Word. Do you have Pepsi? Do you have? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about Coca-Cola? Yeah, yeah. See, that was me as a kid. I would, like, make a statement at restaurants, like, you know, what do you want to drink, young man? And go, Coke? And he goes, Pepsi, fine. I'm like, 
No, that's so not okay. <laughs> you just wait, wait. What's that? The the fat comedian guy. Sorry, excuse me. Uh, the comedian guy, Joe Caparulo, maybe. Oh, Caparulo, that, yeah. Yeah, that guy. He yeah, had that joke about that. They were like, uh, he's like, yeah, can I get a coke? And they're like, is Pepsi fine? And he's like, is fucking Monopoly money fine? <laughs> whatever, whatever he said, dude. See, I agree with that. Some people go, they go Bloods and Crips with that shit. I do. (laughs) I do. It's a big fucking deal where it's like... You're either a communist, ISIS, terrorist supporter, and you like Pepsi, or you're a red-blooded American, and you like Coca-Cola. I know. That's it. That's it. I don't know what to tell you. I do think Coke... You know what I'm fucking addicted to, which is wild. I gotta be the only dude my age addicted to this, is Diet Coke. And that's just because... Like straight up Diet Coke. Yes, because my mom and stepdad growing up, they had like fucking fountains of that shit we had like a billion two liter bottles at all times so i'm just like all right so i just it was just me uh conforming essentially and it just became i had one the other night uh at band practice i brought uh (laughs) i brought some whiskey i brought pendleton and then uh i'm all about whiskey and cokes but the only coke that we had at the office because i was at the office before i went to practice we had no shit Lacroix cola that sounds what? Dude, Wrong and disgusting. It is fucking. I thought that's the whole point of Lacroix, dude. That's it, like their mission statement as a company. Well, no, it's their it's their clean. You know, like here here's Coca Cola, but with no sugar. Oh, there's so there's still no sugar. Yeah, yeah, it's still the very healthy. But dude, it tastes. You know what it tastes like? It tastes like somebody took a Coke and poured like a dribble of it in a bowl of dog water, <laughs> and then just put it in a can and sold it for two fifty. And I'm just yeah, sitting here going. I would imagine I, that's what it tastes I like. I brought that shit to uh, practice, and we're we're rocking those. And they're small cans, so it, between three of us, it was gone pretty quick. And then Vinny was like, "Oh, I got a diet coke," and I'm like, "Bring that shit here." And dude. I mixed it with the whiskey. Fuck, dude. Except it's got aspartame, and that's directly linked to cancer. Like directly. Yeah. Yeah. Like now, it's what are you gonna do? Aspartame you know? is it's Latin for cancer. It's either so. that or you die of diabetes or it's gonna be something, dude. Dude, I okay. So I, I want to give a quick shout out sort of thing, not to go all dark here, but a friend of mine and a friend of my family just recently passed away uh, two days ago and he was 50, early 50s, found out. So, OK, he has a headache. He's not feeling good. This was in late August and goes to the doctor because he's just like, what, what's going on? Turns out he has a tumor in his head, like really bad. And it's not operable. There's nothing they can do to treat it. He makes it through Christmas and then dies a couple days ago. Like, just like that. A couple months, you find out you have cancer, and then you're fucking dead. So is the shout-out to the Grim Reaper? The shout-out is to the Grim Reaper. Doing another bang-up job. Dude, <laughs> taking Typical another... fucking Alan response. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry for your loss, brother. I yeah. am too, just but I butter. didn't do it. The Grim Reaper did it. Jesus he did. Christ. I would never, I would never, if I had like reverse Grim Reaper powers, well, okay, I probably wouldn't use it on this person you're talking about because I got, I got some more selfish. You feel like, you, yeah, <laughs> you'd use it on it other people. Yeah. I almost said like I would use the power to bring, but let's this be real. This is why I invited him to be. I got a dog show. or two that I miss oh dearly, goodness. dude. I'd probably bring uh, Allie back or Ollie. Oh yeah, you okay. bite your tongue if you're not gonna Allie. Say it wrong, yeah, sorry. Well, it's just I I <laughs> was gonna say Ollie, and then I'm like bail on that because his name's not O L L Y. Her name is not O L L Y. Oh, you're just digging a <laughs> hole, dog. Hey man, I'm doing my best. I'm 32. You know that I got was the best goddamn dog. Oh, that dog was the ever. shit. You know what's crazy? This is gonna sound real creepy. I can still feel her chest because whenever she would come over and hang out with me, 
She first of all, softest damn dog. I don't. Did you guys bathe her every day? Because it felt like it. And then her little chest, and I love it because now with scary because I have a pit bull, and uh, I know which I still haven't met yet. I know that jerk. is the wildest shit of all time. That, but now that I'm thinking about it, I have a huge group of friends that haven't met her. Like I don't even know that. Uh, okay, well, my very small group of friends all have met her. And I guess hung that out is with her multiple times. Yeah, I straight I brought her. Fuck you. I straight brought her to uh, Chris and Chelsea's house, and she did all right because I was like, uh, "How's she going to do with Lita?" But. My dog's just so antisocial. That Lita it's, is too. That's why they're perfect. Yeah, it is. It's super nice. You could tell as soon as Lita doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. about people unless she wants attention. Yeah, that's she's like a cat. She's very independent. <laughs> I know. I know. Scary's the same way. You, James. I don't even know. Do you have any pets? I have two cats. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I did know that. Yep. What yep. are their names? Minerva is the girl cat. Duh! I knew that. That's one of my favorite fucking songs. I can't believe I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Dexter is our boy cat. Yes, that's right. Dexter's not made very How well. How do you, of all people, forget those names? I know. I know. It really makes no sense. You know, I'm worried that I'm lossing my fucking memory. Oh, I am. More so. so and I've used that as an excuse people, for a don't, decade, don't but it's getting it. worse. People not remembering something about my life is never an offense. Like, oh, same. No, I'm not saying it's offensive. Yeah, because I'm, I'm like, the worst at that. I'm giving him shit. Yeah, yeah. But you should. But B, like... Fucking loves Dexter. Yeah, loves that song. Right. Yeah. Come on now. Come I on. know. It's a, how do you not yeah. connect with that it's a layup. somehow? That is. But have you seen the movie Dreamcatcher? Ooh. Stephen King movie. Yes. Yeah. It's Forever Asian, ago. Asian. Okay. So yeah. Asian, Asian. I legit like older eighties, like early nineties. No, 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 no. It was no? like late or late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. I legit like forgot about that movie 02, until me too. Yeah. Well, they have this thing called like the memory warehouse or whatever. Yeah. Where there's like all like just like basically this big spiral room full of books. It's all the stuff that you have where you go, mm-hmm. and that's your memory. And that's, you know, they're talking about like how they had to pull out, like I had to throw out my '80s lyrics for the new laptop I downloaded. Right. So this guy being so busy all the time, when we were kids, we were constantly together. It's so hard to get a hold of him now because he's always doing things. Right. He just forgets things. Yeah. Because he's throwing out. Important yeah, things for just, other important things that are, <laughs> yep. I know. you know, important things, depending on how you look at them. Well, they, they I mean, there's something called uh, Dunbar's number. They, uh, scientists claim that you're capable, sp- specifically with people, you're capable of remembering no more than 100 names. Yeah, you have a capacity. Limit. Yeah, that's yeah. like, that is your limit. And I'm, I mean, that, the fucked up that's thing a is, lot of fucking that sounds names. like a lot. I'm like, I might be like half that. But at the same time, you know, I can think of, if I sit and do it long enough, I can remember people in a weird way. The people that play the smallest role in my life are the ones that I'm able to like the fucking merch guy for a band that was on that hopped on a tour that I was on for only three days. And I talked to him for a second. I can remember him. A guy I brought up on this podcast was uh, we went whitewater rafting fucking six years ago. And our uh, tour guide, his name was Bibbs. I'm never going to forget that. Why? He's not important to me. Yeah, you've talked about Bibbs before. It's yeah. a great name. This is the second time I've brought him up on this podcast, <laughs> and he isn't important. Meanwhile, yeah. I can't remember that your your cat is named after one of my favorite Deftone songs. And shows. What the fuck is going on? I think a lot of it is how how present am I when these things are brought up. I was very present when I'm whitewater rafting because everything everybody says is the most important thing ever because I'm in a state of fear. Because, you know, this is before where he's telling us, like, you're going to hit a a wall of water 
and you need to hold on tight because it will knock you out of the and I'm looking at all the, like the the white caps and shit and the water looks fierce and I'm like I can barely swim like I'm for sure gonna drown so I'm like I think when you talk to me and when I'm in that headspace I'll probably lock everything away I have this like internal stenographer or some shit but yeah, then that's, that's a real thing yeah but I'm here drinking beer and you're like oh yeah my cat's name is Minerva and I'm like cool in right. and out right right <laughs> you know that's and that's why you have to be like James where he's not offended that you forget because I I think about it a lot now because of this that you start to not to get cheesy but into your 30s you do start to understand the importance of or the definition of important friendships because they're the ones that do sort they never go away but they're the ones that you're not active in but then right you can just bring a buddy on the podcast that you've known for I haven't talked to you really in fucking forever but we've always been that way totally and now it's just like cool. Doesn't feel weird. Yep. No, not at all. And, yeah, I, and that's—I mean, we've been friends a long time. Yeah, and probably hung out less times than oh my god, we, you would think after being friends for Dude. 14, 15 years, whatever. Well, no. the, the truly crazy thing I think about this all the time is that uh, I met through Kyle. I met his best friend, uh, Chris Kenny, who over the last I don't know how many fucking years has become one of my best friends. Who I probably hang out with more than Kyle. Well, I mean, I definitely hang out with oh, more 100%, than Kyle. Yeah. A lot of that is because of how busy I can be. And then if Kyle's on the road or some shit, but that's, that's a wild thing too. But it, they still, both friendships feel different as well. It's a weird, we're all, we're all connected big time. A hundred percent. Yeah. And yeah, dude, like, um, Chris is my best friend in the world. Always will be yeah. best dude I've ever met in my life. But you also, you know, like, like you and Jeff are super, super close. Right, right. So that is like, you know, we played the band and that's how you guys met. I know. And then, you know, well, and then like, that puts and then, Chris and then Jesse in, and Marty, like that yep. whole man trip crew, like you yep. guys are all so close. And I've known you guys my entire life. I but know. Like, that's not my crew. Right, right. But we're still boys. Yeah, yeah. Like, we all have that thing where, like, we don't need to see each other every day. But I know. We come into a room, like all 20 of us right now, and it would be the raddest party ever. Exactly. Oh, dude. I know. And that's. That's the shit that I'm talking about, that like that lack of immaturity that you all can just kind of I have this like cosmic thing with life where like, dude, we are not here for that long. I do not have time to fucking reassure one of my male friends. No, dude, I do love you. Like, I got to sit there and build you back up all the time. Just it's not even about the male friends thing, dude. Just anyone in general, like the the. The way it is is like we're getting older. It yeah. happens to everybody. We have lives that we didn't have. Like, I mean, the responsibilities when you're our age aren't the same when you're 18. Exactly. You know, you still work and do your thing when you're 18. Like, I'm not talking me personally because I am not. <laughs> I don't do that. I never have. <laughs> I suck. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like the problems are always the same. It's just when you're older, like shit gets real about how serious it is. Like, yeah, it's time to be an adult. Dude, I know. And when you get a good job and you get things happening in your life that are something that you're willing to sacrifice other things for, it's not a knock to it. You're just growing. Yeah. It's fucking regular real life shit. And if you can't realize that, then that's just like, fuck, sorry. And any true friends are going to be pumped. I'm never like, what the fuck do Kyle never hangs out. I'm like, he's out on the road and that's where I want him to be. Cause I've known him forever. We, we used to fantasize about touring you know, before either of us ever did it, we're like, dude, and then you can fucking this. And then I was watching on behind the music. Did you know that like so-and-so they had their own bus and then the vocalist had his own, like, we're just fucking going off about the fantasy of it all. 
and and then I did it for a while, never in a bus, obviously, but we fuck it, whatever. We did our thing, and Bands uh, are funner. yeah, I know, and uh, yeah, so you know, it, it is what it is. You're doing it now, and I'm just like, that's the shit. If you were just hanging out in your room every day, you know, just fucking smashing candy and and cold coffees and shit, I'd be like, <laughs> why isn't he hanging out? He's not doing anything more important. This is right. fucking, this is weak. Right. But if, if my friends, if the reason I'm not seeing you is because you're out killing it somewhere, cool. Yeah. I got zero problem with that. That's what I would want. And it's kind of what I expected my friends to be okay with, with me. Like I fucking, I bought a house. I got a fucking mortgage. I got to sweat every day. And like, I got a dog to take care of, a career to kind of maintain personal health to, you know, so it's a, I got a fucking family that's dysfunctional as shit. So I've got, I am spinning fucking multiple plates and yeah. if I had a friend that's like yeah I know but dude just come get some beers <laughs> I'd be like that's also just like time you know yeah. as you get older you start realizing that this is not forever <clears throat> you know when you're younger you just think this is just going to continue on for fucking ever yeah I'm still stuck in that no yeah. but that's okay I mean, it's okay <laughs> to have the Peter, Ban- Peter Pan syndrome and I think a lot of musicians do and it's good to stay young and blah, blah, all that but but you still have a feeling the reason you're touring, the reason you're in a band, the reason you're doing the things that take you away from hanging out with your boy and your buddies is because you know that like, this is my one shot here. This is it. This is all I have that we know of. So you're like, I'm going to go do the thing I'm meant to do. Totally. And you have to do that. And, and the other thing is like, it blows me away how much time we used to just waste. Dude. And me and my, the dudes I've known, Andrew, Stefan, Josh, all those guys I've known for 20 fucking years. There's just like, countless day, like days on end that we would just sit in a room and play GoldenEye and smoke pot. And like, it was a fucking great time. It was a really good childhood, skateboarding, whatever. But, you know, you can't do that when you're 35 years old. Well, here's the thing, though. To put like a sad bend on that, because I think about that a lot, you're doing those things almost like uh, like dudes in prison playing cards or playing basketball. It's not because you're fucking passionate about basketball. It's because you are in prison and that's how you fucking kill some time. Yep, you're you in the suburbs. You're just like you don't have a fucking car. Do. You don't yeah, have no money. Yeah, no fucking money. So yep. it's just like okay, well, and in a weird way, that that can breed a lot of creativity. Oh, absolutely. Everyone planted a band. Yeah. Like the Hillsboro music scene was really unique. Mm-hmm. There's just so much music out there, um, and everyone was so tight. You know, Crummit and Steph and all the, all my boys. But like, yeah, it's just uh, it, it's a funny thing. And and to to have friends that give you shit about it at this age, it's it's pretty telling. You yeah. know, if they're the type of person that it's like, I'm with you right now. Why are you actively giving me shit? Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I have friends who do that, and it's a bummer. Like we're we're together right now. Be in the moment. Let's be happy. We're hanging out right now. You don't have to bust my balls about not hanging out last week. Yeah, don't punish right. me, dude. Like, yeah. dude. Anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, so uh, how's the band doing? What, what's up with, with 36? Uh, Anything new? We just got, I just got home two days ago from Alaska. Uh, we just finished oh, up right. the last shows of the year. We did, um, yeah, I saw that. we were over in Europe for three weeks, and then we did like five shows in the UK. Is that a headlining tour? No, we were actually supporting a band <coughs> called, uh, a band. <laughs> I, I coughed I while you did that too. tour like flight. <coughs> Shit, excuse yep. me. Um, we were out supporting a band called Barry Tomorrow from okay. England, and um, we were also out with Kane Hill and Crystal Lake, a uh, cool. Japanese band. Nice. And that was awesome. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, Barry Tomorrow was just, they treated us great. It was one of the tours that's like rare, like Alan, you know how it is on the road, like 90% of the time, 
takes like a week or two. Oh to like yeah, feel it takes out a the while. Band yeah. and you know yeah. who you're out with just to know personalities and whatever. And um, we got there and first day it was like everyone was just like immediate, like the everyone, best everyone got ever. along. Yeah, you're and like, oh, this is yeah. gonna be good. So we just had like the raddest time for a month and. They're, those boys in Barry tomorrow, they're workers, man. And they're definitely so what were the that. venues like on that kind of tour? A lot bigger than I've ever done over there. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they were, a lot of them were like way bigger because 36, we like, we love and pretty much go for like a small club environment. Right. You know? Just so pack like, it out. And yeah. So throw like, a party. I mean, we're talking like max, like maybe five, 600 in right. certain places. Um, sometimes in like other places it's like small as like 250, 300. Sure. We just pack them like sardines and like get that real intimate. It's always like, better. Yeah. yeah. Fucking cool. Absolutely. Rock show. And not that there's anything against the bigger shows, but it was something that I'm not typically used to, especially over there. My first time I'm just used to club shows. And right. We were doing like, um, some pretty big rooms that were really cool. That's really, awesome. really cool. The crowds were cool. And crowds were great. That's um, awesome. And it was a nice mix of bands because there was like, Crystal Lake is from Japan, and so we shared a bus with them actually, and not the European bus though, with the, with the yeah. big windows, the big mirrors that look like like elephants almost. Do you know what I mean? Oh, they're yeah. different yeah. than American yeah. buses. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really well, funny looking. Yeah. So um, we meet them right, and they're like they don't speak much English. A couple of them, oh like, wow, they do, but it's like broken English. So that was God, um, what a challenge. Just talking to them was. <laughs> Or communicating with them, we had to learn like how to whatever. Do and a we lot ended of up sign getting, language. Like, <laughs> no, I mean like we've ended up figuring out a way to communicate. Oh, cool. They, they can understand English and stuff. It's just they can't. Just like we can't speak at Japanese. Right. We can get that you're saying good morning, but I don't know how to say it back. Yeah. You know, like that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. So there's just a lot of smiling and like high fives. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. That's but funny. They uh they were opening every night and talk about a fucking band that can like get everyone hyped it oh is, how cool it is insane they were like one of the raddest live bands and just the, were they opening the set they were opening uh there so there was four bands so the, the bill went um crystal lake opening and then cane hill and then us and then uh barry tomorrow so crystal lake would come out and just get everyone pumped they would just oh, hype that's perfect everybody man. up and the crazy thing was is like no one in the crowd knew but their drummer broke his foot like two days before tour so we showed up to tour like in a boot, oh. yeah. and it was his right foot. Oh no, that was gonna be my first question. And uh, he fucking like whatever, and still just like crushing these fucking shows, you know? Like, wait, he's a right-handed drummer, and he fucked up his right foot. And he played in a like a boot. Yeah. His, oh wow. Like, his st- primary and, and foot. And he's like doing like fast shit, and he's like doesn't fuck up. He's amazing. To Veteran. Watch. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> it was funny because like that's crazy. Everyone's just blown away by him. Then we realized he's got a broken foot. Like two weeks later, he like has another shoe on, and I was walking behind him, and I was like, "Holy shit, mm. Gaku, you have two shoes on!" And he just smiles. He's like, "Ah, hi." <laughs> 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 I'm like, "Ah, oh, dude, that's so fucking rad." And then that's after great. his fucking foot was better, it was like unstoppable. He opened Word. every show with a with a drum check. But it was just a full on drum right. solo. Yeah, just yeah. check yeah. this shit out. I thought it was so fucking rad that That's he would so just go cool. up there and like literally just shred for like a minute and then boom and then they go right in their set. Dude, that reminds Damn. me. I saw um, a perfect circle open for Nine Inch Nails. Anyway, uh, Josh Freese played. So let me think about this. His his right 
his right leg was broken, like sort of broken. So he had a full cast on his leg. So he put his right his right leg up on, on the kick drum and then played the kick drum parts with his left foot Jeez. in a perfect circle. Yeah. It's not like, I mean, it's, it's like really round kind of, it's not like blast beats or anything, but still. Yeah. It's a fucking tough gig. I mean, there's still some thinking man's parts in there, oh, though. Fuck like, yeah, there are, man. Well, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't like, matter if you're, what you're if playing. If you're training your brain to play your right-footed stuff with your left foot while you're still doing right-handed stuff, and, like and you're relearning the drums yes, at that yes. point. Oh, exactly. And it's insane. Like Travis Barker's done that a couple yep. times. Where a couple he's times. Had to, and he's done it with like one arm as well. Yeah. He's yeah. like done the whole like Rick Allen thing from Def Leppard. Where That's like what I'll separates I'll them. Put some though, pads man. in here and yeah. I'll do the whole show with one hand. Dude, I watched a breakdown of that guy. What was his name from Def Leppard? Rick Allen. Dude, I watched a breakdown of how he sets up his electronic drum set. It is fucking wild. It's dude, it's it is fucking like it's a totally it's different way of playing. Level yes. Shit. And like if you watch interviews of that guy, he's one of the most like inspirational I was just gonna drummers say drummers and people I've ever met because he was like that young dude making tons of money. I know. Fucking high what a shame. drunk I or know. whatever. And then he got in his wreck when he's all fucked up. Yep. And instead of being like, well, fuck that guy, he's yeah. like, well, I fucked up. He says it was the best thing ever happened. So to I'm going to like refocus yep. my life. And not only am I going to like innovate drums and things yep. for not only drums, but people in general thinking another way about right, how like, right. I lost this limb, but that doesn't mean I lost the ability. Yeah. And then to do it and just have this weird epiphany one day beating on like bowls and piss cans in a so fucking cool. hospital and then to do it and by the way and in, be so humble about it in a time like, where technology was terrible that's right. the other thing yeah but is he basically mo- invented that whole like big pads and triggers and, and not invented and that, it but he made it super and that's awesome yeah. but i'm talking about just his mental ability to be like this isn't going to stop me right and right and to have Absolutely. it be like that's where I'm talking about the inspiration totally, comes from. Like, totally. You're not going to, like, I'm no, a drummer. I, I have one arm now. Yeah. It's not going to stop me. I and like, props to the band. I'm like, too, for, you know, like, I'm, not, you know, but props to the band for allowing that to develop and, and having his to back try. enough to, you and know. And it's not, and again, it's not like they're playing 100 people every night. They're playing fucking stadiums. Yeah, totally. They're playing giant world tours, yeah. like, a ton of money on the line. They could have easily fired him. Just hired some guy. Absolutely. So props to that whole. I like to thing. imagine that it wasn't a big deal to him. Like he woke up in the hospital bed. I know. And uh, yeah, you can if you want. Okay. Yeah, because we can edit. Like, like I gotta so yeah. Bad. Oh yeah, do your thing, man. Yeah, we're good. Go go. Yeah, just go piss. I'll. Uh... Sorry. No no no. You're fine. We'll, we'll do a pee break anyway, so. So I'll get, are these gummy bears? Yeah. And I remembered that my teeth are fucking terrible. Mine too. I have a, uh, this is grossest shit of all time. I have a uh, crown that's just been like popping out. So I look like a fucking meth head. I'll be eating. I'll go, oh, my mom was next to me at one point. I was having lunch. And I, I go, oh. And I just pull out a tooth and she goes, oh my God. Yeah. And I was like, no, it's just a crown. She thought I was just extracting you, my own teeth. You know Jeff up. Miller? No. Did you know Jeff? 
He played uh, bass. He played bass in actually early of the days of nights. The man I was in. He played oh, okay. in the Clarity Process with Northcutt. Never had the pleasure of meeting. Anyway, him. anyway, good good dude. Okay. Hillsboro kid. Okay, he used okay, to pull okay, out. Okay, his okay, okay, okay. Oh yeah. So there's stoner a connection. Fucking weird moment right now. Yeah. Do you know Jeff? No, no. I know you, bro. Yeah. This is all. He's coming having the same. This is all fucking. Coming See, I knew together. I fucking knew. Kyle, you. damn it, Kyle. I had the exact same. This is fucking weird. You had. You're gonna have it for a different reason. One of his oldest friends is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of his okay. oldest friends is John Johnson. John Johnson is like my oh, fucking brother, dude. Shit, I'm the original little John. Yeah. Oh yeah, John played in the band for a hot minute. Dude, John's the best. Yeah. I miss that guy. I miss him too. I wish he'd if fucking you play. Talk to him, tell him to call me. Yeah, yeah you too. For real. <laughs> Fuck. I uh, I feel bad for John. He joined the band and then we just fucking fell apart. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Sorry. God, I've been trying to figure out how the fuck I knew you all day. Well, dude, that two is minutes. So weird. You too. I knew I fucking knew you. Two minutes after John joined the band, he hit me up to do a um, to do a a Portland Trailblazers like parody shirt design. Oh, for you. You guys. did that. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, we're all just blowing yeah, our minds yeah. right this now. This is fucking weird. That man. is one of my favorite fucking designs. Yeah, it was for uh, sure. instead of Rip City, it was, it Rip, was Rip City. City. Yeah. yeah, TDTN Rip City. Fuck so yeah. funny. Fucking shit. I might still have that file uh, somewhere. I was so bummed. You sure that, we didn't that do wasn't that shit. an FC design and we just couldn't afford it? You know, here's <laughs> here's what's funny. I'm serious. Dude. I want to say initially. Initially, I think that I was did it for, for Caddisfly. Oh, that sounds right. Yep. And then I want to say John hit me up. To do it for, I don't know who it ever ended I up being. I think Draper printed. hit you up for it. That's what I maybe. Or no. Yeah, Speaking, Draper. Okay, or, sp- there's two names. But it. the three bands were Caddisfly, The Days, The Nights, and Falling Closer. They all Everybody had. Wanted wait, yeah. you guys were you weren't in Falling Closer. No, but you were with he John. Was. Yeah, I was. Okay, so yeah. now I definitely know who yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm little fucking. You're Kyle a fucking yeah. shredder, closer. dude. You're fucking <laughs> super good. Yeah, thanks, man. I remember watching those like. Uh, you do like the Travis Barker thing. You do like oh uh, stick tricks galore. Yeah, you'd play drums to like a hip hop song. I did a or couple shit. things like that. I yeah. love yeah. that back then. Oh, yeah, thanks, dude. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Yep, <laughs> I, it's a, it's a funny town that way. Dude, it totally is. Like it's just yeah. big enough uh, where this kind fuck. of stuff happens all the time. Well, I had small enough where we all know but each then, other. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? I had this exact yeah. moment yesterday because I we were talking about Shelter Red. I was like, man, I remember back in the day, like uh, Aftermind played. Uh, a battle of the bands with Shelter Red, and at the time they had this drummer. And then I looked at James because I almost said James. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then I go, what? And he goes, Yeah, that was me. That was me. And I'm like, Holy shit! It was weird. It was yeah. almost like he took off a mask, and he was right? the killer the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, I know you, but I didn't know I knew you. Like, I, it's funny because it's been long enough that I haven't played drums in a band and played out and stuff. That there's enough times gone by where people are starting to forget. And so every time that I remind people, yeah. this well, always happens. Like, oh, that's fucking you. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, the funniest thing is, like, he was like, yeah, I just do it with my buddy James. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'll meet this guy, James. He right. wasn't like James. You know, he used to drum with Days and Nights and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah, it yeah. was just like, James. So coming in, I'm like, God, I know I know you, bro. But like, well, <laughs> yeah. blah, blah. like I'm sure we know each other somehow. I did so the same like, thing. With, when I went to your you Instagram. Said Days and Nights, I'm like, oh, fuck me. That, yeah. I've been sitting here for fucking half an hour. <laughs> like, Here's the problem. I've been giving so previous cool. guests, like I would say like the last three or four guests, I've been giving them context and it, it like dies with them. They don't get it. And then the one person who would have completely understood, I was tapped out. I was like, this shit ain't working. I'm not giving anybody context. I'm just going to give them the address 
say, you know, my buddy James started the podcast, but I'm here too, and it'll, yeah. it's going to be a thing and cool. <laughs> it's be a thing, you'll figure it out. Or and not. then, uh, of course, I could have told you because even when when Carl I Carl did the same thing too. He's like, oh, that's fucking you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even when I popped outside to grab Kyle, he was like, oh, you could have just said interlace. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, I would have known where to go. I came in from like the backside. All weird. Yeah. That's hilarious, like, dude. I. You could have just said interlace. Yeah, you've probably been here a hundred times. Yeah, right. You probably recorded here. I've never recorded here, but I've come to tech for him while he recorded. Yeah, I was gonna say I know Kyle's been here because when I'm about to record, he comes in and like we load my shit in and fuck with the kid. Dude, I fucking love this building so much, man. Yeah, me too. I used to hate it. I didn't even know this was down here. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah. The days night practiced here for like a month when we got back together, and then. Before this, when, even when we do what we do, when Crummit was in here, uh, before that, it was the Rise Records office. Dude, no shit. Is, to like add another layer like of like a long time bizarreness. Ago. Yeah. That's with that window. They used to use that. Yeah, because that was actually clean out there. I remember being able yeah. to look through. Yep. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, so crazy. I don't know if what they were here down. and then because they had another killer office that I was never a part of, but I hear about it every now and then where. They had the top floor, I think, so they had access to the roof, and the roof was the shit. Like you smoke up there, it was really comfortable. The, that was out here in Portland, still, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, it was like uh, I think I went there. I can't I even remember that. I can't even guess the like cross streets, but wait, 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 down by PG Park. Maybe that sounds yes. right. Yes, yeah. where we did Tuesday, where me and Jeff did Tuesday, like oh, like on the hill, kind of like on that corner. Maybe there's a little. That might be, yeah, that might be we right. Because did it with Stefan there. I think it was like the first one, and then they came like here. Like the Goose Hollow neighborhood, something like that? It's like, you know, like on Burnside where it like comes down by PGE Park, and then you can go left up that kind of By the of way, dip. I love that you call it PGE Park. That's old school shit. Oh, what's it called now? It's a uh, fucking... Well, to me, it's Civic Stadium, to be honest with yeah, you. To be, yeah, it is but Civic Stadium. You, but to then make sure PGE that people Park. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. no, it's Park. called something else now. It's a uh, fucking... I still call uh, it's the mode of like the a window. It's the company. fucking Rose Garden. I still say Rose Garden. Oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah. Fuck the mode. I'll say it seven times while somebody's giving me the dumbest look, and then I'll be like, Moda. Dude, that the Rose Garden <laughs> is the, <laughs> the Rose Garden is a reason my family moved from California to Oregon. Oh, damn. Because my dad was one of the lead inspectors on that project. Oh shit. That's anyway, cool. yeah. Yeah, and I it was just a fucking it was that was probably a, a big ticket gig. Oh, it was huge. Yeah. And I remember yeah. walking the beams like where the iron workers would walk. And, you know, t- by the way, iron workers are the most badass motherfuckers in the They're world. They're savage. Savage. Fucking crazy people. Big balls. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I got a chance to look at the Rose Garden being built. And so, like, I remember it being just like a mud pit with rafters. Damn. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoked because, you know, we're all Portland people and Blazers are what they are. But, uh, yeah. I sort of feel ripped off that, like. Of course, they were better. I was born in an area that I never want to leave. Like, I'm kind of jealous. Like, I've dated girls that are from the Midwest, and they were like, there's just nothing. to get out of here. There's nothing out there, and Portland's got some stuff. And I'm like, yeah, it does, but where do I get to go? Like, I don't get to upgrade. Like, I feel like I'm I'm legit (laughs) in the dopest fucking part of the U.S., and it's the most first world problem ever to be like, I don't have anywhere to escape to. That's not, like, that's not fun. People don't want to have to do that. No, it really is a great place, though. Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. You can fucking... We got Seattle up there. Yep. If you want to go to Canada, that's not far away. My I've wife and I went to the before. beach last weekend. You know, it takes you an hour and a half to get there. So nice, yeah. Fucking the mountain. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. Yeah. Um, let's let's talk more uh, thirty six stuff. I, I really want to dig in for a minute. So out of all the 
Well, as far as you're willing to go. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll start small. I mean, you guys, you, I mean, Jesus, what a veteran band. Yeah. Like, you know, we've been talking about all the bands we played in, the days right. and nights. Like, cool. I, I'm really proud of all the work I've done. I know you guys are too. But 36 has been around for a fucking hot minute, dude. We just had uh, our 24th anniversary, December 5th. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, that is. Uh, what's the name of the main guy you were saying earlier? Which one? Oh, uh, the main guy? Or the dude that's. See, that's what's yeah. tough. That's I, what's tough. I don't know all the names. Yeah, the main guy. I don't know if there's a main guy. Yeah. Right now, if any of them are listening, they're getting closer to the speaker. Just like, like, who the fuck is who's the, say? Who who's did the Alan say guy? is the main <laughs> guy? Let me let me rephrase this. Who's the oldest? The, oh. ol- the oldest. Okay, so like, as far as original member? Uh, or sure. just age? Uh, age. We'll start with age. Okay, age. Mick, our bass player, is the oldest. Okay, not Mick. Okay. Then who's the longest original member? Okay, so Holt and Brock started the band. Brock. With Thomas, our That's the guy I'm most thinking of. Yeah. Brock is vocalist. And he is how old? Brock is 43. Okay. And Holt has got to be... Holt's 44. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm glad you cut me off with that number because I was going to go higher. Nope. <laughs> Perfect. No, uh, Mick, is, Mick is our oldest member, but it's funny because he's like the biggest, sweetest kid. Yeah. He's still right. just a lovey-dovey. That's great. Little kid. And so you're the little, little baby pup? I'm young buck, but it's weird because like... But you you got to be 35, hey, right? At least me. Yeah, I'm 37. Okay, so yeah. No, no. I'm fucking not. I was even gonna close, say bullshit. Bro. Well, it's uh, funny no, that a I'm 31. Thir- oh, get the fuck out. Of here. <laughs> it would be tight if you were 37. That I'm just would learning. Be actually, that funny if you bought that. I was well, now that I think about it, because you're look like shit. Today. You're boys <laughs> with him. You guys grew up together, so you're yeah. closer to age. Yeah. Because you're 32, Alan. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm the old guy in the room. Cool. Great. Well, but you're 35, right? That's not that old. Yeah, that's really not shit. Everyone in my band right now is like, fuck you. Yeah. Old guy in the room. Right. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've dated girls me, with so like a longer discrepancy in age than that. Because that's only three years for you and I. Yeah. yeah. So Mickey and me have a funny story. My bass player. My bass player and I have the same birthday. He turned 20 the day I was born. Oh, wow. What a trip. Yeah. So he was in Damn. he was in L.A. in the 80s doing like that thing. That's when fucking I was rad. Born. And so like. When me and him get talking about like the eighties, he's like, "Oh, dude, you know what's funny about that?" When I and when everyone I, wants him to get to talk about it in an interview, and he's never like giving us <laughs> a lowdown. It's like top secret information. Yeah, and I fucking love it, dude. That's, that's fucking good. Story. Well, dude, that's it's rule one of fun. living through the eighties. Is like, if yo, you remembered it, you weren't there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, I was gonna say, you know, you reach an age where like, because I remember being younger and thinking of older people right whatever the fuck that means in quotes and you'd think of it as like well when we were 20 we thought that like a 35 year old dude was so fucking old not old guy but he was like the old guy in this yeah and almost had like a negative connotation to it it did and now that i'm an older guy i'm in my mid-30s i think of now when i think of someone who's 45 or older i it's like it's like a badge of honor. Now I don't see it as a bad thing. I'm like, it's oh, experience. It's experience. You it's just told knowledge. me this guy lived through LA in the 80s. Right. That's fucking something it, I it, didn't do. It, like I don't have that. Totally. So he's got this wisdom badge that I don't have. And I, I love I it. I think a lot of the things that like, because when I joined the band, like I had known the boys for a long time, but um, I've always been kind of an old soul. And when did you join? I joined the band. Um, officially in 2012. Okay, cool. But I've been friends with them. I met them when I was like 
I don't know, when we were kids. So right, I, right. I, I met them in probably like 2005. Oh, wow. Yeah, like right after Snowcap came out, like when they were still at the end of that tour cycle. So nice. Probably 2005, early 2006. But um, I've just always like, I, I had to grow up quick as a kid, like just kind of some rough things, whatever. Yeah. But so I've always been like an old soul. And so like I've always hung out with older people. Oh, wow. Like, when I started hanging out with John Johnson and, like, and like the Element dudes when they were Element back in the day. They're at least five, six-year-old. falling old. closer, you oh, know? wow. Yeah. I was, like, 15, and I was going to, like, you know, parties with them dudes, you know? And, and they're in their 20s. And my mom was like, as long as you make it to school the next morning, it's okay. <laughs> well, how old so is John? He's, like, my age, right? John. At least. Uh, I don't know, 81. He, John's birthday, he just had a birthday December 10th. It's 2000, He's 36. Seven? Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, that sounds right. Older than me. Yeah, he just turned thirty-seven. Okay. Cool. It's funny you said you you feel like you're an old soul. I, my wife and I always joke that I am not. <laughs> like <laughs> I feel like I'm a new soul. Like this is my first time fucking here, and I'm like just really excited and terrified all at the same time. I have so many questions. I'm always confused. Like I do not feel like an old soul at all. Like my soul, this is the first time around. No, I I meant like, like I just uh, I've always hung out with older people, and like, um, what I guess I should say I, when I started playing music, I always hung out with older people. It's just that's um, a sign of maturity and you wanting to do something be- better than your your dickhead friends were doing. You well, know? it's not even that. I guess I'm just dude. I'm I'm super ripped right now. Damn it. Good. <laughs> that blunt got me. But that's, that's a good um, thing. So what I was trying to get at is like with them being older, like I don't think the we were talking about like the old guy being a bad thing. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I have learned more in like the seven years that I've been in 36 than I did in the 24 years that I, I was alive before that. I about can only imagine certain things in life that like I wouldn't have been taught if I wasn't in this band. Right. You know what I mean? And if I've always said that if I would have went out on tour or been able to do the things that I've been lucky enough to experience and do because of 36 with dudes my age, I would have gotten a lot of fucking trouble. Because mm. I, I am just like a fucking wild kid that's just like seeing shit for the first time and woo, party, right. whatever, whatever. And they like kept me grounded big time. Down boy. So not, yeah. not like that, but just like they had, you know, hey man, this is, we don't do that and that's not how you do yeah. things. And they've taught me a lot about like. They're a professional band. About music, but about life in general. Just about being, like, a good dude. Awesome. And a good friend and a good person and just the way you carry yourself in life. I've learned a lot about. Cool. Yeah, there's got to be a lot of value in in you, I mean, for you, in that at their age, they've kind of been there, done that. So the things that potentially to somebody younger that seem, like, shiny and glimmering and stuff, they're like, already fucked with that a billion times. Here's how it can go south. Here's how it's cool. Like, totally. And kind of show you like how to not that I, I've always felt like you're kind of one of those guys that go into a situation. And even if you on the inside are like, holy shit, this is so cool. You're really good on the outside at just playing it cool and not freaking people out by being too excited because that can freak people out. If you walk into a green room and it's some band you're really into yeah, and right. you're there to play with 36, but then it's like some dude you're obsessed with. I, I know you were at a festival at one point and you got to meet. Uh, Tommy Lee, which is one of your heroes. Oh wow! I'm sure that yeah. was hard as shit to keep it cool. 
But I'm uh, sure you did an all right job. <laughs> I, I don't think, I don't know, man. That was a trip because no one was around. Yeah. And I fucking fangirled on him. Oh, like, wow. Like, like hardcore for me. It was me. just you and yeah. him? Hardcore for me. It was just the right. two of you? It was me and him and my buddy Jamie from England. Who's, he He was the one who told me, he's like, I got to kind of set this up a little bit. Yeah, so, yeah no, do so it. So I'm, we get to play download, which for me is a dream come true. Yeah, and that's then, huge. And then huge. I find out we're on main stage and I'm like, holy shit. And then I find out we're opening for Slash and Billy Idol and Motley Crue and Jesus Kiss. And I'm like, Christ. holy fuck. So I'm already tripping out. Like, I can't sleep. How many people at that show? I, mean, that I don't know what the count was. I mean, we played at noon, but even for us, it was Dude, you know, like... A lot. Thousands and thousands of people. Yeah, that's got to be close to 10,000 people, I would think, at that point. Even at noon. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, By the time Kiss played that day, they have a fucking $250,000 worth of fireworks every night. They got like 60,000 people, probably. What the shit? But, you know, the funny thing is, is if you're looking at that many people, if you can't see the back of them, that's a lot of fucking people. That that's yeah, I would agree. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like to me, that's it, enough people. It could only like, be like seven thousand, depending on the room. But right, I don't know. I was completely. <sighs> I don't remember playing. I don't remember. It was a trip for me. Yeah, it was really a trip for me because I'd always see like being friends with the boys. I'd always see shows from Download and the sing along at, at Slit Wrist and. This kind of stuff I had seen all this before, so now I was there and I was just like I was fucking freaking out. Yeah. And the boys were like, "Well, you better at least fucking meet Tommy Lee." You know, we only <laughs> said we'd play this show because we were opening for Motley, and we <laughs> wanted you to meet Tommy. And I'm like, "All right, fuck you guys," but that would be awesome. <clears throat> so we're sitting there, and on the day of Slash's dressing room was like right across from ours. So I'm like a fucking stalker in the window, just like trying to get a glimpse of him through the blinds all day. Cause guns and roses is my favorite band ever. <laughs> and I'm just like a fucking nut this day. My buddy, Jamie comes into the dressing room and he's like, Hey man, Sla- or, uh, Tommy just went to Slash's room. There's no one out there. Just come out here. And I'm like, ah, oh, dude, that's not even funny. You know, uh. don't fuck with my emotions, whatever, whatever. He's like, no, I'm serious. Just go out there. Like promise. So I just go out there, I start smoking a cigarette, and I'm waiting, and like not 10 seconds later, Tommy by himself comes walking out of Slash's dressing room, and there's this little hallway, and I'm in the middle of it smoking, and it's me and him. And he's like trying, he's got to go past me, but he's walking, and I just like kind of crumbled. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry to do this, man, but like, you're the reason I play drums, and like, you're my hero, and I just get a picture with you? And he kind of steps back and sized me up a little bit, and I was just like immediately crushed i'm just like he's gonna be every nightmare yeah. i've heard like don't yeah. meet your heroes this is gonna suck and he just like looks at me and smiles and he's like fuck yeah bro what's your uh-huh. name <laughs> and then i was like oh my name's kyle and i play for 36 Christmas, and i do this and i do that and like i love you so much and he's so cool and like i was just yeah a fucking idiot just let but, it all out like <laughs> i was fucking going nuts <laughs> and then he like Everyone kind of realizes it's him that I'm talking to. And so he gets bombarded. Oh. And I'm like, fuck, I give him a Wait, this is backstage, though? Yeah. So, like, Jesus. there's, you know, press and whatever. So he's not but even safe backstage. It doesn't seem like it. I mean, it's download, so it's not, like, just a Motley Crue show. It's right. everyone. Of, and he's not getting bombarded by, like, just press or fans, you know, because there's not many fans back there. But just everyone that's like, oh, hey, Tommy, what's up? Yeah, yeah. Just getting. He's oh, a magnet. hey, hey, hey. Right, hey. right, right, right. So I'm like. Yeah, I'll, I'll catch you later, dude. And I go back to the dressing room. 
And then I hear this, like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And I look outside and, like, see his tall head, like, coming through the crowd, like, straight for the dressing room. I'm like, the fuck? And he's like, hey, man, Kyle, I just wanted to say, like, it was really good to meet you, man. Best of luck with everything, dude. Like, How sweet. He was, like, the coolest fucking guy. And for him to do that is cool for anyone. But for him, for me to do that was, like, he doesn't understand what that did for me. Right. Dude, yeah. That, that was he like, said your fucking name. That was such a lesson in like, it doesn't matter who you are, how big you are, what you've done in life. Like, he's not only Tommy Lee, the drummer of Motley Crue. Like, everyone on the planet knows him because he had the porno with Pam. He had no. this, he had that. He's like, everyone in the fucking world knows who that guy is, basically. And he didn't have to give me the time of day, and he did. So if he can, why can't anyone else? Yeah. Like, you're never too big to say thank you or say, That's such, you know what I mean? Or smile at someone. It's such a crazy like, thing because he must know. I mean, th- that's not the first time that has happened to him. Right. That same scenario Absolutely. has happened a thousand times in totally. a thousand different ways, more than a thousand. So he must know the weight of what he holds for people. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's the and thing he must that, respect it. Yeah. That's and it's thing. like, that's you why it's such a bummer it. when they're assholes. Yeah. And you can like, know that. Yeah. Or, but you can know it and respect it and be like, man. He knows. I, I can either fuck over this guy and make him feel rotten totally. for the next month, or I can like totally encourage him to keep playing and or just, or, or just, just have to, a good fucking day. Just enough day. to say hi. Even I went up to Slash and I was like, hey, man, can I get a picture? And he was just like, nah, yeah. man. And security was like, no. Yeah. But Slash leaned over and he was like, hey, man, if I fucking take one with you, I have to take one with everyone. Nothing totally personal. Nothing personal. Totally and I was like, dude, I get it. Slash but he reached his hand level. out to shake my hand. He was like, yeah, cheers, man. And Word. that enough right there, that was even enough for me. Yeah. Like, because people forget how big these people are. And oh, totally. That's why I don't. Totally. I don't tend to do that. But for me, that was a once in a lifetime opportunity to yep. see two dudes that I, if I don't say hi right now, I can't ever maybe again. Yeah. Yeah. And. Yeah. I I just had to do it. Like, Are the, you, so you're glad you did? The, absolutely. The 15 year old, 14, the the, the fucking 31 year old in me today is yeah. so happy that I did it. Yeah, that's for sure. Like, cool if story. I were you, that'd be like a bookmark in my life. Like that's that is like a bucket list shit. For yeah, me. that's you a transformative moment. You know what that yeah, meant. that's. Like, I remember when I saw that picture. I'm like, okay, like the whole world made sense. Like, fucking A met B, you know, and black met white. Like it just. It was this thing where, like, these two hemispheres of the world that always needed to come together, at least in my world, they did. I was just like, that's... I was like, what is my equivalent of that? And I don't even I was just going to ask know. you that. Yeah. Well, I actually... I got a story that's, like, a, a super whack version of Kyle's where... Uh, not only because the dude wasn't my hero, but uh, I also just completely bombed the whole thing. When I was, like, 19, I think, I was on tour. We were in Chicago, and we were walking into... Uh, some like restaurant or something. And as I'm about to walk in out the door of the neighboring, uh, Jamba juice walks, uh, Nick Kroll. Do you know who Nick Kroll is? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. He walks out and I didn't even know his name. I was just like, dude, I've seen you on like one of those VH one, like, uh, you know, fucking behind the nineties or whatever. And he like has a couple of like one liners, whatever. And, uh, behind the nineties yeah, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Just like talking head. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it'll like, it'll cut to somebody or it might not even have been VH one. It could have been like, uh, true tv and it's like dumbest criminals and it'll cut to like some like b-level comedian and they have like these quips about whatever they're seeing oh nick kroll's awesome yeah nick kroll like now he's hilarious back then he wasn't you know there wasn't shit going on for him but he uh he walks out and he's got jamba juice and he's 
And I was like, fuck, I recognize him. Like, he's a celebrity. And in my, like, stupid 19-year-old head, I was like, you need to, like, make your presence known to him. Like, when are you ever going to have this <laughs> shot? Christ. And I'm just like, but here's the thing. When you force yourself into somebody's world, but you have no connection to them or even give a fuck about them, it's going to come off very forced and shitty. Yep. So I'm looking at him long enough for him to look at me. Like, what does this creep want? And as I'm locking eyes with him, I just go, Jamba Juice. And he goes, yep. And he walks away. And I was like, sick. Well, see you later. Yeah. It was tight, though, because like. That's so dumb and dumber. I know. I was big, big gulps, gulps, huh? <laughs> yeah. Big gulps, Just hanging huh? out for 30 seconds. Well, yeah. No, he didn't even break stride. He was walking the whole fucking time. Uh and then, of course, you know, at 19, I considered that a win. I was like, dude, I just fucking talked to... No, he thinks you're some creep. Doesn't give a fuck about you. Yeah, that was... Uh... That's fucking awesome. And then the only other time was uh, when I was out with um, our buddy Kyle Castronova, his band uh, Mortified Mortician. I filled in, and that was like this goth metal band, so I had to wear, like, fucking face paint I can't the whole time. that you did that. Yeah. I can't it, imagine you It's because I turned it down. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I believe that. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so just joking i love you kyle. sick burn i love you kyle so i'm out there and uh we're i think we're in fucking new york and we're at this place we had to play at five because at like eight o'clock it turns into a gay club so the owner was very much like i'm gonna make way more money on this gay club shit than your guys's weird little rock and roll show yeah so hurry up get out of here and so i'm like quickly packing up after our set and uh wednesday the headliner he's about to go on and uh i see ari shafir walk in who um a lot of people know him as the amazing racist is this in la uh this is in new york and the he, comedian ari shafir yes yeah, yeah and uh i see him walk in and i'm like holy shit and i'm trying to tell ryan our bassist he doesn't know who the fuck it is and I'm trying to tell uh kyle the guitarist he doesn't know and i'm just like well dude i gotta go like say hi and i walk up behind him and uh cold blue rebels is about to go on they were um it actually wasn't wednesday it was after us was cold blue rebels and i think he was a fan of the band because he was like looking at them setting up and like they were kind of sound checking and he seemed really stoked. So I went up behind him before the set started so I could say hi and I tap him on the shoulder and as he's turning around, I realized, dude, I have like fucking corpse paint on. Like I look, yeah, I look fucking insane and like the sweat had kind of like worn some of it down and so uh, it didn't even look like good corpse paint. No, it wasn't even, I just looked fucking Post homeless. Show corpse paint. Yeah. And I was just like, uh, I go, Hey man, like I'm not trying to like get a crowd or anything, but I just want to say like I'm a fan shook his hand he just didn't say a word to me he just kind of he went uh. like he just kind of like made this weird moan noise and then just like nodded his head up and down weird and he I doesn't was like, seem like a very nice guy yeah he kind of doesn't he also i think it honestly i think it's more uh like a social anxiety of like yeah. i kind of hoped i'd come here and none of you would know who i am because this is not my crowd and then one of you how long ago was this this would have been 2014 Okay, so he was definitely known at that point. Yeah, he was yeah. for sure known. He'd been on the Rogan podcast, and yep. yeah, yeah, he was like a he was a regular. That is a thing that people forget a lot about, though. Like, even if people wait their whole lives to meet someone, they tend to forget that like maybe he's having a bad day. Right. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And and absolutely. it sucks that you have that luck sometimes to where people are dicks. Like maybe they are just dicks, but at the same time. You have no idea what they're going through. Yeah. Their fucking dog might have just got run over, you know? Absolutely. They might be late on bills, too. Like, just because they're a fucking musician or a comedian or just a person in general that you look up to, like, doesn't mean they don't have their own fucking problems. Absolutely. And that is where I've always kind of just 
tried to remember that, which is why I it's important. try not to freak out when I see people. Well, it's also there's like certain people you just can't you don't, help it, dude. You're like, oh, yeah. fuck. When you don't like them, you don't know them. You're not their friend, so you don't like them because they're good guys. You like them because they're a good drummer, or you you know you looked up to them for different reasons. So them be that's kind of how I feel like Maynard James Keating. I always heard he's total fucking asshole. Um, you know, a lot of actors are assholes. Yeah. I've heard that about actors a lot. Yeah, I don't fucking care. <laughs> right. Like, I like Daniel Day Lewis because he's one of the best actors of all time. That's I like his art. Well, I'm, and I, that's right. sort I'm right of, of his art. Totally. That's sort of why I mean, approaching him irrelevant. in the first place is it's coming from a flawed place because it is. You are going up actually. to somebody to tell them that you appreciate their craft. But you both know that you know nothing about them as a person. That's right. So it's this weird thing where you go up to validate what they do and, hey, you've been on my TV and it caused some enjoyment in my life. Yeah. But it's that's such a lack of like personability, too, because you're not even saying, like, I approve of you as a person. Yeah. You're just like, I, I, I like your skill. And I think that is maybe that's obviously more meaningless than if you knew them, if they were like a friend that you mm. knew something about or invested into or totally. Yeah, it's a it's a weird thing. In one sense, though, like on what you're saying, that it, I don't think it's necessarily meaningless because you can, if someone comes up to you and tells you, "I like this about you," and "I like that," whatever, that is that's amazing that they would take their time out of their day to say that. True. Yeah. But if they're you're, com- you're talking but, bigger but picture th- stuff. No, though. I'm saying like if they're coming. That's what Alan is doing. No, right, right, yeah, right. It's meaningless but in a bigger picture. It's not actually meaningless. Totally. Yeah. What? But what I'm saying is. If they like your your art or whatever, that's awesome. But are they saying it to you because they really appreciate that, or are they saying it to you so they can go tell someone I talk to so right. and so? Yeah, and yeah. that's where it like for those dudes on that level, that's yeah, where like I can see like why yeah. it's like fuck. Like this. think how many times Slash has that happened to him. And he's noticeable everywhere. Like even if you don't know he plays guitar, everyone knows who that face is. You the know, top hat, yeah. the hair, that's the a glasses, celebrity. That's fucking yep. Slash. Totally. Everyone in the world knows who he is. Yeah, You might think he plays in Fleetwood Mac, but he's still Slash. And that's why I kind of yeah. feel like, in all fairness, the dudes that turn themselves into a mascot, I feel like you should never say no to a picture because... You're kind of asking for You're wearing too. your hair that way. Like, if he... Where's if Slash was like, dude, hat. I'm tired of being recognized, and he shaved his fucking head and, like, gained 200 pounds, I'd be like, all right, nobody bug him anymore because yeah. he's putting his money where his mouth is. Yeah. But if he keeps, like, dressing that way, he wants to be noticed... But no. at, but at the same time, I will also digress and say that just because you do something people dig doesn't mean you should lose your quality of life exactly and get fucking bombarded exactly because he didn't do that for that was who he was before that shit right he was just into just like you I and think I he's more like fucking real for being like fuck yeah but I'm not changing I'm yeah. not going into hiding right yeah I got to quit guitar mm. and shit because too many people want pictures from yeah. it. like you're never gonna stop he just does what he's like nope I'm gonna have a big motherfucker in front of me saying nope you can't have that right but yeah. he's still nice and respectful and yep. just sorry that's it's, just nope well yeah because if he just didn't show up to download how many people would he piss off then so it's like you kind of can't a win a lot less than Axel has over the years oh for sure yeah shit that I said it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy to think too with like the whole podcasting wave you know how big podcasts are now the Mm -hmm. fighter and the kid joe rogan whatever you know and i've heard them talk about how it is kind of a different thing now like when you if you were to go and talk to brian callen or brendan schaub joe rogan any of the guys we listen to a lot you they already know that you know a lot more about them than if they were tom cruise right you know what i'm saying like tom cruise doesn't do a show two to three times a week 
where he's just talking the way we're talking right now. We're talking like human beings. Yeah, Tom Cruise we're could not be doing a fucking interview. Absolutely. Tom Cruise could be 375 pounds right now. Would any of us know? Like right. we, we would have no fucking idea. The way no that idea. they the way they film movies and shit. Like, oh, I know. It's so in advance. So you're like, but no, I just saw him in a movie last well, Sunday. Yeah, they those, filmed that two years ago. Anytime those cocksuckers are on interview, they're not being themselves. Like, right. The Rock is never actually genuine. They're all. It's like this. You know, they have publicists and they learn how to do interviews. They're like politicians. Yeah, it's not. They're they're very sensitive about how what they say so they don't get in trouble, especially these days. Um, but yeah, like with podcaster type of people. They're more or less being more genuine. Yeah. And I feel like if you did meet someone like that, it would, at least for me, it would still be like a start. Like, God, if you met Rogan, it'd be like, holy shit, that's like a legit celebrity. But I feel like there'd be at least some starting point. You've heard this man talk for three hours of an episode for how many years now? Right, yeah. Like, I don't know. It, it's just kind of different now, which I, I think is great. It's kind of putting down those barriers of like, I'm the I'm the star and you're the fan. And ironically you know, enough, I wonder if that helps. Like if you I mean, there's no way to like clinically figure this out. But I do wonder if between Slash and Joe Rogan, if one of them giving themselves to the people every day for three hours a day, yeah. sometimes twice a day for three hours at a time. Does that by giving that much of yourself to the people, does that cause those interactions to be a little less nutty, just like per capita? Right. I think so. I, I part of me thinks absolutely, or or maybe it's even worse for Rogan, or or it's worse because you're maybe because now they actually do think they're friends, especially like, Rogan specifically, because this podcast oh yes, does stupid numbers, right? So he's almost kind of a bad example. You want to go somebody a little lower down? Do you like Brandon Schaub? Right, one of those guys, or I don't know. But even they Tom say. Segura. Even they say they get those people that they're just fucking they they're so oblivious. You know that every comedian has th their biggest uh, their biggest complaint is when they're going to take pictures and the person in the group that's going to take the picture, like a grandma or a mom that doesn't care about the comedian, but the kids are like, "Grandma, take a picture of me <laughs> with Joe Rogan," and the grandma can't like work the camera. Oh yeah, it's like the oldest, right? Right. You know, fucking gripe. Yeah, but uh, I would I mean, hate being touched all the time. I think after one of those people. Just like the bro, the fucking arm around you, and they're like, eh. and they're wasted. So they're uh, like, is it, is it pre or post show? Oh fuck! I mean, post show is probably worse. Post show is probably a goddamn nightmare. You know what it's like to just fucking give everything you have on stage, especially as drummers, dude. You just ran on a treadmill for an hour, then you get off stage. You're disgusting and fucking. Yeah, well, drained. if they if they want to hug that, they can take all my shit. They <laughs> yeah, want. That's I true. Mean, yeah, yeah, you're. I'm yeah, and I'm a hugger anyway. I like hugs. But I get what you're saying. You know, I don't really like the, I guess the, the mentality, and not that like I've experienced it or whatever, but I've felt it like as a person, like going to a show. Like when I was younger, I would feel like, well, I bought the ticket, and like I, you know, why aren't you at the merch table after you mm. just played? Like why? I deserve at, it. Yeah. Not I deserve it, but just like why aren't they doing that? Like. Now I fucking get it. Now you get it. Like, it's a job. You go to work for eight hours a day, and they've been here for eight hours today. They just clocked off. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Give them at least a half give an hour to second. come out and get a break. You know, like fucking hell yeah, man. You know. Yeah, I think it's different for everyone. Like, I don't care about meeting Chino from Deftones. I don't. It's never been shit. I fuck. 
I mean, I actually, I, I actually did meet Gino him. Story, over, actually. I actually did meet him, and he was the nicest, sweetest guy ever. He was the sweetest. I met him for literally half a second. I technically have hung out with him twice. I smoked a joint with him when I was like 18 years old. Damn, he's one of the oh, nicest well, that's, guys. That's way cooler than my fucking story. ever. That is seriously cooler. But than my but story. but the point being, I actually don't care. Like right. I, I I go to a Deftones show to watch one of my favorite bands of all time play. Yeah, and which, I'm just like. A Deftones show away. is definitely one that everyone should see Agreed. at one point in their life. Yeah, you probably don't have a whole Oof. lot of time to catch another one either. Well, I don't know, man. They're coming out with a new record, supposedly. Yeah, I'm uh, down, supposedly. man. What's, uh, mm-hmm. what's up with 36 and, and new music and new records? And what's the uh, status th- on that? I think we're going to take this year to start writing the next one and record that. Fantastic. And then um, maybe do some festivals this summer. I haven't heard. So no real touring that, until then? Wow. Right now, we don't have much. Um, there's been talks of some things, but... So what's your plan, then, with all that sort of downtime? I'm just trying to... Book some gigs, play... Play drums, yeah. and have fun, man. Yeah, like... That's um, cool. I play in Ligature Marks, this um, band from town that, you Yeah, know, we had Carl on the show. Me and Carl and Ben and Dave and Josh, we've got that going. So we have a show on February 24th at the Boston Nova. Very cool. Um, we're also in the studio kind of just throwing things around just to figure out our own way about like you know this day and age you could release an ep every six months or you could release like a song a month yeah everything's changing still like yeah just figuring out how to keep the buzz going and all that and i'm just really trying to keep playing drums and have fun man to be honest with you so looking forward to writing with 36 but also looking forward to just keep playing and doing my thing yeah, because, like, you could totally, I mean, and you kind of are already, but, like, Portland's Josh Freese, you know, the, the mercenary drummer. <laughs> oh, the shit. Drummer for hire. Wow, that's yeah. a crazy... Uh, you could do it. Yeah, because, I mean, you did, I mean, just off the top well, of my head... as long as this motherfucker isn't... Competing. <laughs> I Yeah, I say no to shit a lot, so... Because <laughs> he's... And then if I step in the ring, you guys don't have I a fucking have. shot, so, I mean, I'll just step out. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just stand in the corner. Yeah, I'm too, I'm too fucking, I'm too busy. I really yeah. wanted to, when Carl hit me up to do that show, I, I really... Did you end up doing it? Which one? The, whatever, whatever the show Carl asked me to do. I don't remember, but... November but, sometime, like, I think? I, I don't even know. Yeah, there's, there's been, like, three dudes that we've called, and... Oh, really? Not, not one can do it. It's you, Kyle, and Justin Salinas. And oh, okay, yeah. Because Justin's living around here now, right? Yep. I think he's practicing. He's practicing in that room, yeah. I think he's literally there right now. Yeah. Justin is in that room right now. I, I think, think so. so. Yeah. He might be. Because there, there was a kid in there when we were first setting up in here weeks ago. Just a, It said the word alive on the kick drum. And I was like, is that Justin? And he was, he like, was yeah. there last night as soon as you left. The oh, really? Yeah, he was here. Oh, he was his girlfriend. Fuck that. I'm going to text They're him making right some now. trippy noises in there. It's pretty cool. If he is here right now, that would be a fucking trip. Do you know what? I haven't seen What's him. that band? That no, he's doing? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's him and, and his girl. That's why I'm going to text him. Like, Dude, it was like stoner. Like, uh, I don't even know how to explain what, it. And what she do? Is she singing? Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, okay. But there's no drums. Oh, weird. They could have just been smoking dude, pot and having fun. I don't know what they're doing. If he's here, that would be so funny. I love that dude. I hey, can't um, wait to see him on a kid again. To be honest with you, I know. Let's uh, let's shredder. take a quick break. I need to take a, a hot piss. Yeah, I, I need to as well. Yeah, let's let's take a, a fiver and we'll come back and do some current events, do a movie pick of the week, and a couple more questions with our homeboy, and then we'll let him go. Sounds good. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the podcast. Did everyone have a good break? Yeah. Yep. I smoked a clove cigaretto like a poser out there. I uh I peed in the sink instead of the toilet. Is that okay? Uh, Saves more water apparently. Fuck yeah, it does. I w- I used to work with this girl that she told me her boyfriend would pee in the sink every yeah. night because he thought it was cleaner. And we both looked at her and we're like, uh, that's really weird behavior. She's like, I, I don't know what you mean. Why is that so weird? Like, he's peeing in the kitchen sink because he thinks that's more hygienic? What yeah. the fuck is that? What? Well, I mean, it's I like guess... serial killer shit. <laughs> <That was> <laughs> 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 well, <laughs> I mean, I guess... It is only that... Well, first of all, let's just let's start at one, right? Pee is sterile, so he could pee directly into her mouth and it's clean. But... Yeah, yeah. Toilets are known to be dirtier than sinks. You're not going to win this one. I feel like it's, I already did. It's a kitchen <laughs> where you eat food <laughs> and your dishes are. Yeah, true. But he's not like pissing on a loaf of bread or anything. It's, uh, it's, let's just take the hygienic part out of the equation. Yeah. You, you don't pee in a kitchen. Pee in yeah. the bathroom. Pee, pee Dude, my dad does. That's, that's one of my dad's favorite things sink. to do. What, pee in the sink? Yeah, like it's specifically the kitchen sink. I don't fucking get that. Really? Yeah. Ugh. Why? If he were here right why now. Why not? If he were here right now, he'd go, yeah. I can I, say why not, and but I, why? I pee in the kitchen. I'm, trying to, I'm well, trying to tell you what my dad would say. Okay, okay. My dad would say, he does. He would admit to peeing in the kitchen sink, and he would probably say, and I do it from the living room couch. That's what he would say. Because he's got a big-ass dick. Yeah, okay. He likes to tell everybody. Super dad joke. Yeah, yep. I, I love it. He always talk about like it's like a, like he's Ric Flair and his dick is a boa. Right. And he just puts it around his fucking neck. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He's, oh, honestly, you know, like that would fucking suck. That would suck. He's so not much. suffering from it. He's living with it. You oh. know, that's how he sees it. <laughs> oh God, God. That's so good. It's much like cancer. His big ass <laughs> dick is a lot like cancer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, on the break, I asked the boys to think of a couple drummers that inspired them. And uh, all that good stuff. It wasn't a couple. You said three. Let's, so let's do three. Let's start with our our esteemed guest. What do you got, bud? Uh, well, definitely Tommy Lee. That's got to be first and foremost. Okay. How come? What about um, Tommy Lee? The fact, I think, well, initially as a kid, it's just the, like, the style and the presence, the twirling, the just the... Just everything about him the was pizzazz. so like over yeah, the top. Yeah. I mean, he looked so fucking cool. Right. And then as you get older and you realize he like really is a good drummer. He's really got that bounce and that yeah. pocket and that shit. Yeah, he is legitimately good. Like he's he's not overrated at all. Um another one for sure is definitely uh God, there's so many, but I was trying to think of like three that like really shaped it. But um yeah. Brandon Steinekert. He plays drums for Rancid now, but he's the original drummer for The Used. Okay. Uh, I fucking loved him growing cool. up. I still do. Um, but the stuff he did on the first two Used records is just so, like, unique. Like, he had a way of doing beats that you wouldn't think of doing on, like, yeah. certain things. That It was 
it's hard to explain for me. It just like I was just very attracted to it. Right. I was just like, gonna say, like for whatever just, reason, yeah, it, yeah. I just loved his style and his his flavor that he added to everything, and so he's definitely up there for me. And then the third, I like I can't not talk about it, but uh, Thomas um, Thomas Noonan from the drummer I replaced in Thirty Six definitely okay. is like shaped who I am stylistically more than anybody I think uh I was Alan knows how like fucking uh, I don't talk about it much because it's kind of weird but I, I always give respect to Thomas but Alan knows how like literally obsessed with Thomas I was back in the day like, is, he, is he lying is he telling me no I mean we we legit like, bonded over that Thomas would, yeah. was for sure going to be one of mine yeah, yeah nice. that's that's what's, the no what's Thomas doing these days Thomas is an artist now. I was going to feel so bad if you said he was dead or something. No, no, no. No, No, he just got married, actually, to this beautiful lady named Erin. She's awesome. Cheers, guys. Um, But, yeah, he's just doing art, man. Um, Like killer, like... Amazing portrait artist. Pencil portrait. It's it's insane. Yeah. He does does shit with a pencil. It makes it look like a black and white photo. Like, not even drawn, just like somebody snapped a picture. It's insane. Yeah, it's nuts. Super talented. Yeah, it's he's one of those annoying guys that was baller at something, quit doing it so that he could go be baller at something else. (laughs) He just had, like, this insane, like, superhuman skill just as a backup. Ridiculous. All right, what do you get, Alan? Uh, fuck, I honestly didn't think about him this whole time until right now. Uh, Well... (laughs) So well, yeah, I mean, again, we've already done a show where it's, like, all about favorite drummers. So just yeah. off the top of your head, this doesn't have to be the definitive three, like, just just three, some of the three. Yeah, uh, Thomas, obviously, really, really big deal to me. And I, I think that I, I came across him at a point where I had already gotten some of that beginner kind of drumming out of my, out of my system. I think that a lot of what I appreciate about Thomas, I wouldn't have been able to fully appreciate or even comprehend if he was one of the first drummers I came across. So Mm. like for me, one of the first was uh, Joey Jordison from Slipknot was a really big deal because he kind of had that extreme, like that extreme style of playing, but it was, it was still modern. Um, Cause I always say that my trifecta musically, just in terms of bands was Tool, Metallica and Pantera. And between those three, I, I kind of learned a lot about like odd time signatures and melody from from Tool, but then uh, aggression from from Pantera, but then uh, kind of like songwriting, like legendary songwriting from from Metallica. So I was able to kind of and of course, each of those guys had something that the other guy had. And, right. you know, they were all there was a lot of like intermingling that could happen with those three projects. But I kind of I started with that. And then by the time I, I came across uh, 36 and Thomas, I was able to appreciate like just the really sharp transitions and fills and, and it felt like every single hit was well thought out. And that wasn't something that I noticed with a lot of other drummers that I looked up to. Nice. So yeah, so Thomas, Joey, um, and then I guess, uh, I mean, I would say, I, yeah, then I'd probably say Chris Robin, uh, who was in, uh, he was in far, Fuck yeah, Alan. And then God uh damn. And, and then Black Map. So proud of you. Which is like a that's a newer one for me. We've oh talked about that before. Fucking pure power. Man. Yeah, he's that he is a fucking animal. He's just a wood chipper of a drummer. Workhorse. Yeah. He plays open handed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fucking rad. Just hits crazy hard and yeah. like also kind of has you that like Thomas far? thing. Do you hear far? 
I think you probably like him. I feel like Deftones. Far's a little early for for both Kyle and I. Like yeah, I, I've definitely early. heard of the band, but but I mean they're they were going when Deftones was like yeah around the fur era. Yeah, no, I'm very familiar Late with 90s. the name. I would always see him on like a tour ad mat with yeah. Deftones or you know a similar band. Cool. And you? I will do uh, as always. Pay homage to Dave Grohl. Yeah, he's, he's my guy. He's like why I I started drumming for sure. Like old Nirvana videos and shit. I respect him so much as a songwriter. I think he he taught me to play drums um, as though you're writing a riff, you know, something catchy. So don't just play drums to a song. Do something that's memorable. Um, and what I also love about him is he he plays drums the way you're supposed to play drums, which is to say you're supposed to play with conviction. It's not just about hitting hard for the sake of hitting hard. There's there's a different way. You, we all know this. Like you'll see people who are not drummers, it's like all limp wristed. Yep. And it's like that's why it sounds like shit. Hit it like you fucking mean it. <laughs> Hit the fucking thing. Rata to to bam. Like fucking do it. And that that was so that's one of the many reasons I love Dave. To that point, really quick, uh, I uh, Kyle knows him. His name's Colin. Uh, my old bassist. Uh, still probably my best friend. He uh he would always still probably maybe yeah I'm I'm <laughs> considering it we'll Shit, see it, literally man. every day I wake up and I go Izzy and I haven't decided today <laughs> he better prove it I call it yeah uh, uh he he would always give me shit slash props I guess at the same time uh when we're checking my kit before a show he'd be like bro you never tune your shit and it always sounds good and I would always like the caveman drummer right. that I am. I go, I just fucking hit it as you hard as I can. Like, dude, I don't even. That man, Dave Grohl, still to this day claims that he doesn't really know how to tune a drum. So I right. can't tune drums for shit. Yeah, you shouldn't learn. It's fucking bullshit. Just yeah. fucking hit the thing. Make, make sure the he- the head is on there yeah. enough, and then just tune it ish. I am fucking awful. At yeah, tuning. same, dude. And I'm then just, there's like the opposite end of the spectrum where like guys like Danny Carey will tune their 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 shells, dude. to like the song, like to notes. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. I mean, I would love to be shit. able to do that, but yeah. I also am too lazy to No, you got practice shit to do. Stuff. Dude, Danny yeah. Carey has like mathematical He's a fucking witch doctor. He's a like, witch doctor. It's just based on like the barometric pressure in the room and shit. Oh, like yeah. he goes he's, he's up there for me, but for he tonight, goes too far. he won't make the 3. He'll make like <laughs> top 5. Um so number 2, I'll do um what do I want to do? I'll do Jason Gherkin. Jason Gherkin is the drummer of a band called Shiner, who's Arguably the biggest influence for me and a lot of like Crummit and stuff and all yeah. those dudes. Uh, yeah, so he played in a band called Shiner. He played in a band called Molly Maguire. He played uh, for a band called Hum. Um, he he is just pure attitude. He plays a lot of like behind the beat stuff. So like a lot of halftime drumming, you know, like that kind of shit. Just just fucking badass. A lot of cymbal grabs and. Like Tommy Lee type attitude, you know, mm-hmm. and so he reminded me to play with with attitude. Cool to 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 bring it. Um, who do I want to do for third tonight? I'll do. I'll pay homage to Matt Cameron from Soundgarden. And okay. Now currently Pearl Jam, but uh, yeah, Matt Cameron is try try air drumming along with Soundgarden. Yeah, right. right? It's way harder than you think. Totally. <laughs> So fucking there, good. There's a lot of drummers out there that are like that, that people like will listen to it. Yeah. Like, oh, I could play that. I could do that. And I mean, like, that's a perfect example. But I mean, something that not to take away from Matt Cameron, not anything, but yeah, f- 
Phil Rudd, like if you listen to ACDC, yes, that shit's easy. That's to a play. really good example. Like accents Super good example. that are weird timed and like it's fucking not just yes. ACDC like you think it is. Right. If you really, if you isolated the drums or even if you just pay attention to them, they are so not what you think they are. I love that. Absolutely. That's a really good example. Like, um, I mean, even like, just that and back. Right. And you could have 10 people play that and a majority of them might. different ways. Yeah. They'll do it. A majority of them are going to. not the same. Yeah. There is a way to attack. Absolutely. I just changed up a song that, that, we wrote forever ago. We practiced uh, Monday. I just changed up how I hit every symbol, and not only does it feel better, I can actually hear a difference in the sound too. Oh wow! Because instead yeah. of starting with my left hand, it's I'm allowing, even though I'm coming off my right, which the logic initially was, you're coming off your right hand, so your left hand is more free to hit harder. But my right hand is what I'm most comfortable with. So now I switch, and it it was crazy. Just sonically, I can hear. A mm. difference and then that opened up this whole like that's dope. what other things am i not being efficient with my hitting but yeah i'm sure he plays it he has tried doing it different ways and he knows that song better than anybody else obviously so yeah. he hits a certain way and other people are going to get up there how you hear something isn't exactly the best way to play it and i think that's kind of where these dudes that you guys are talking about yeah. that's where their their effects come in listen listen to the beginning of let me drown from soundgarden listen to this fucking beat Oh, yeah, see so that sounds sexy, dude. that sounds so simple, and I would have to listen to that for just a second to like. It's really not. That's though. not like hear it <laughs> one he's time. He's actually and doing like with his like ghost notes with the left. Exactly. Yeah. I wonder what sorts of things in songs that I love can I not hear because yeah, it just wasn't. Because I know for me, I've recorded a lot of songs where there's a really sick. Like just a slick little use of like bell yeah. or like a ghost note it, on the snare or something, everything. and it wasn't picked up by a mic, and so the beat sounds really simple. What other like legendary drummers or bands that I look up to? Am I thinking I know how to play it? But when they go to play it live, they play it the way they played it in the studio, mm. but mics didn't pick it up. I feel correctly. like Abe Cunningham's well, a good example of that. Sometimes it's not even mics not picking it up correctly, right. but like if you listen to like, like um, I've heard. I could talk to you about this because you you know the shit like I do. But like so like I, Titan Takers, uh, the you know thirty six record, mm-hmm. the fourth one. Um, Holt did that. Yeah. So he has a mix of what his version was that he sent off to Sneep to finalize. Oh okay. So on Holt's record, the drums are way fucking snappier, and that's like the record where Thomas really went off. Yeah, you he know? did. And like with Distances Close Minder and Northern November and all that stuff, there's all this ghost note stuff. And, like, dude, basically the whole record's a drum solo, right? Dude, some of those full kit beats so, that he would build right? were... Right, and it's fucking amazing cool. and insane and impossible to figure out. I yeah. still don't know how to play it, right? It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you listen to the finalized one, and there's, like, a lot of ghosties that you can't hear in there. And yeah. it changes the whole feel of the beat. Like, right. it's still right, but it's not, like, what was intended if you listen to holtz mixes it's way more pronounced and it's like 
like the drums are like right in front of your face, like super slappy, and you can hear exactly what he's doing. You just and hear everything. It just pisses you off even more if you're a Thomas fan because you're like, oh, that's what you're really doing. Yeah, Fuck, yeah. Man, how do you do that? You're like, yeah, you're like, I just took the last five or six years to come to terms with what it was, <laughs> yeah. and now come to find out, you take the mask off, and it's a way scarier oh, monster. Dude. But yeah, it's like totally up to the production too. To like, what yep. you're how and like guitars lay over things and it makes like ghost notes on a snare are the hardest fucking thing to get right. Yep. Like it's, I, it's I feel impossible. like you almost have to call it out initially. Like let the producer know like these are fucking important, like which, which sucks. You also have a good thing when you have a producer who like is a drummer. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then they understand yeah. what you're saying. Other people are like, Oh, it's fine. Like, yeah, nah, man. Like, absolutely. These, these, you they're not ghost notes because we want them to be like invisible. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Go- the ghost note is a raw, like the worst name for that. It really shit, is. Yeah, like, they're not supposed to be invisible. They're yeah, supposed to be there. They're just supposed to be like, you know. Yeah, they're not invisible. They're just quiet. Which ghosts aren't known for only being quiet. Yeah, you're right. That's actually gonna that's gonna bug me for the rest of the night. It's <laughs> a terrible fucking title. It's an awful name. <laughs> I think about that with the word selfish. I do this way too much. I think about like English words that are fucking horrible at or they sound like like little kids came up with the idea. So like a selfish person is somebody that only thinks about themselves. And I feel like at some point the that word came about because somebody was like, You're just so fucking self ish like they just couldn't like, they're just like <laughs> mad frustrated and they're so angry at this person you just sell fucking i don't and there isn't a word for it so you're they're so just Jew. yeah yeah you're just fucking it's all about yourself like ish it's kind of like that and it's like <laughs> a selfish that's the word fuck it there's really a bunch funny. like that i think about those all the time where i'm like especially that one we've gone to the fucking moon we can't find a better word than selfish like it's <laughs> so stupid but anyway, uh, that's good. Let's do anyway. some uh, current current <laughs> events here. Yeah, boy. Let's pull up a couple of the ones we were talking about. All right. So the first one um, is that uh, that documentary, that R. Kelly documentary, Surviving R. Kelly. Holy shit. I didn't even know this was a thing. I found out it was a thing uh, Sunday, dude. And I, I jammed through all six episodes. Oh, did you? Yeah. OK, because I just watched a few this morning. Oh, man. My wife stayed home from work, and it was it was playing when I got. Anyway, my God, I need to finish it. But what the fuck, dude? He's a chocolate. Why Charles is this Manson. fucking demon not in prison? It's, it's fucking crazy. Like, crazy. I don't, I don't understand. I thoroughly do not understand. Oh, I'm so glad that you've seen it, Alan, because I yeah. wasn't sure. Oh, dude, watch the whole. Because it'd be it's hard to explain. Uh, yeah. The the what the what's the word? The weight of it, or the yeah, or just uh, oh my God. Because I think a lot of people, which not that this is okay, but a lot of people are like, he beat on a 14 year old. Like right. they're very. That's what I thought. You know, and I, and I get that. It's true. He did do that. Uh, See, I actually, I, looking back on it, I actually thought it was just a P tape. I did. I forgot the 14 year old part. Right. Kind oh of yeah. A big fucking part of very it. Very 14. And there's yeah. even word that uh, she was potentially 13. Like Ugh. they don't, not that that makes it any worse or any better. Like it's still disgusting no matter what. But uh, he's a fucking monster. That is the tip of the iceberg. Tip of the iceberg. There, there's a level of it. Isn't just the physical abuse and shit. He has this. Uh, he's he's kind of a like a megalomaniac. Controlling. That, yeah, he has a team that uh, oh. these girls. You know, he he graduated at some point to uh, like uh, sort of trafficking and kidnapping and yeah. and and holding them and hostage. Did, they're shitting in does, buckets. Are they saying that it's like even today there's women that are like it's still currently, currently happening. Currently, yes, 
almost like not held captive. He has like a sex cult. He brainwashes them. Dude, it's so gross. Yeah. One specific story. This will kind of just like outline everything. He, uh, they, they tell you, uh, very specifically that he would hang out in front of, uh, like high schools. He'd go to the mall. Like he's going to where 17 year old girls are hanging out. And, uh, he meets this one girl. She's 17. He, uh, you know, introduces himself. He's like, yeah, I'm in town recording a record. She's like, that's cool. And then he just walks away. She's like, okay, well, I got to meet him. That was sick. And then a few minutes later, his security comes up, gives her a uh, piece of paper with uh, R. Kelly's number on it. It says, uh, Mr. Kelly would like you to call him, you know, whatever. And then he, it's the typical MO. He would, he would tell her, um, you know, come to my studio. Uh, I, you know, I think, I think I can make you a star. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, long story short, uses and abuses her for a year. Uh, she ends up contracting uh, mono, which then turns into uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome, which uh, is is where your immune system attacks your healthy nerve cells. And then the uh, and then R. Kelly ends up, as she's in the ICU for two weeks, her, her mom is bedside with her, like thinking, I'm going to lose my daughter. And R. Kelly just sends a check for $1,000. And it's just it's the same sort of like, but there's like twenty to thirty. Oh yeah, that's examples. that's one of yeah yeah. I think he's he's hitting like Cosby territory where so it's fucked. like forty to fifty uh, alleged victims. He's and a man with like so much power in the, in the, yeah, especially back then. So well, much power he, of the music industry. He almost has this Donald Trump level of like, uh, yeah, you know, I did that. Cool. Now right. what? Right. Yeah yeah yeah. And he he almost does this like it's almost impressive. This like kind of sidestep. And I think that's where like the megalomania comes from and like the narcissism of uh, this is what I do. I write hit records and that allows me to abuse people. There's multiple videos of him fucking underage girls. This isn't up for debate anymore. It's not rumors. It's not. Yeah. He said she's there's videos of him fucking underage women. Yeah. 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 Girls. They were uh, children. Yeah. It was all over the Internet for a minute. And then it would uh, then it would just like physical copies would hit the streets and stuff for a while. And. Um, yeah, like the P tape. Yeah. It's, it was a thing that many people saw. It was a 14 year old girl. It's just like the, all the interviews from all the women and, uh, the, the one girl, she was like a backup singer. What was her name? It was like Stardust or, uh, Oh, Sparkle. Sparkle. Yeah. Yeah. Sparkle. Yep. It's her. What a fucking story. Yeah. She's the aunt of that girl, right? Her niece is the 14 year old, uh, P tape girl. Yeah, she has all this guilt for inter- introducing her niece, who was like an aspiring musician. Yeah. A little rapper girl. Yep. And she brought her to the studio to meet R. Kelly, who was like such a big deal. Yeah. Ugh. It, Ugh. It's wild. And then he gets married. You know, he married Aaliyah. A lot of people know that. And then... Uh, who was underage. Yeah, yeah. He married her at... I think she was 15. He mm-hmm. met her when she was 13. Ugh. And then uh, they got married when she was 15. This whole time he was married to a, an adult woman yeah. and had kids. Yeah. He had like this fake happy life. And then, but in reality, he was fucking peeing on little girls. It's insane, man. It's just, it's so, Ugh. it's so dark. And I think what, so dark. what makes the whole, I, I saw all six episodes. What makes it really dark is that the, uh, you don't really hear, uh, you obviously don't hear from, uh, R. Kelly. You don't <laughs> yeah. hear from his current record label. You don't hear from people that work for him. You only hear from direct victims or the family of victims. And you don't even hear from that one girl, the the direct direct victim, the the girl in the in the tape. Yeah, no, At least you from don't. what I saw, right? No, no, no. Yeah, she's not on there. So they're implying that the family was like bought off or or scared or something. Yep. Yeah. One girl says that she contracted uh, uh herpes from him, 
And he claims he doesn't have that. There's no way. It's just mm. he has this weird ability. Um, I don't know. He's He's been afforded the ability just to be like, nah, that ain't true. And he has a legion of fans that are a like, legion. leave him alone. His music fucking sucks. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, I, I don't consider. Dude, that video. The, the Ethiopia the one. It's I was so just cool. about to bring that up. Have you heard about this, Kyle? He was in Ethiopia. Uh, and he's known He's known for, if, if you Google fucking R. Kelly improv, he's known for, he does his hits, Ignition and all that shit. But at live shows, he's done things. I saw a video where he had some girl come up. She had a rag. And he, he would sing to her. <laughs> and the, the, the lyrics were directions on what to do with that rag. So he goes, he'll be like, wipe off my forehead. Yeah. And she'd like wipe off his forehead. And he goes, <laughs> stick it in my mouth. And stick she, it in my mouth. And he, she would put the rag in his mouth. He's like, wipe down my tongue. He's just singing directions. And then he's like having her bring the rag lower. Low. Okay, now my chest. And it's on his chest. Now put it on my dick. And it's on it. Like, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> and I'm laughing the whole time. Like, how Clearly. can anybody be turned on by this? But there's a sea of women that are like, oh, my God, like it's a strip club. So he's known for doing that. But he does it recently in Ethiopia. But his version of sexiness there is the furthest thing from sexy. He starts improving and he just goes, uh, do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? Did you get your shots? (laughs) And he goes, do you want to come home with Rob to America? He refers to himself as Rob. Calls himself Rob, not sexy. Uh, Come back to America. Is it 1982? What the fuck? Like, that is insane. And then, yeah, here it is. I got it. I think this is Do it. you have your passport? Did you get your shots? Uh-huh. Girl, would you like to come back, back to with Rob to America? Right, let's rewind that one more time. I got it. Do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? <laughs> Girl, would you like to come back with Rob to America? With Rob. What a nerd. I love that he's worried about shots. Meanwhile, he's got enough STDs to kill a big cat. Like, what the fuck? What shots? Yeah. What, what is he shots? worried about catching? <laughs> That's such a good point. It's fucking crazy. Did like you get your said, shots? I got it. Yeah, yeah I got like it. Like, he didn't plan that. Yeah. That was not improv what at a all. Dork. Yeah, you know what? You know where you're playing, dude. Listen, what a fucked dork. Up you thought about that? No, man. So here's the thing about that. I haven't seen it yet. You have the trailer uh, for the series? I do. Like, yeah, I've I've seen, you know, what it's all about yeah. and all that shit, but I haven't watched it, so I don't know how fucked up it is. My whole thing with it is, uh, I don't need to see it to know mm-hmm. how fucked up it is. Mm-hmm. Like that's just rule number one. You don't fuck. So with true. Kids. Yeah, like, yeah. That's that's pretty good standard that's green, to live by. Green light for me, you know. Like, yeah, fuck that shit. So I, don't, I don't, I almost don't like. It's not gonna do me any good to see that about someone that's right. You know, like I don't want to watch it. It just, it fucking disgusts me. Yeah, it'll so, full on just bum you out. Like, that's all I, it did to I me. It's yeah, yeah. No, dude, fuck yeah. If you don't need to see it, don't, do not. I didn't need to either, and I have this like perverse thing. It's the same reason I listen to Sword and Scale and No, I haven't seen the trailer, but let's let's see if it's even yeah. a legitimate thing. I was blown away, man. It is catchy as fucking Yeah. Do you, have your Do you have your shots? Did you get your passport? Did you get your shots? That's so fucking re- uh. Rob to America. There's a difference between R.A. Kelly and Robert. R.A. Kelly is this fun, laughing, loving guy. But Robert, 
is the devil. Is the devil. Is the devil. I was just going to say as a demon. The top of the charts, but he may be in for a fall. He was arrested today on 21 counts of child pornography. Kelly is accused of videotaping himself having sex with an underage girl. Taking advantage of minors will not be tolerated. Jurors found him not guilty on all charges. Robert has said all along he would be clear to these terrible charges. Shame on you! Shame on you! Shame on you! Shame on you! Milk R. Kelly! Milk R. Kelly! Milk R. Kelly! We got a tip that she's here. She's not. R. Kelly has denied accusations that he's holding women against their will in a sex cult. And Gabe said he loved you so much. I should have never introduced her to him. I should have never introduced my family to him. He's the puppet master. It was very scary because I knew at that moment I had a secret. Sparkle is alleged to have received significant payment. I didn't take the money because I can't be bought. He ain't a monster by himself. It took some help. I was just ready to get the hell out of there. Duh. Black women don't get the same recognition as our white counterparts. And I wish that would change. A grown man, 50-something years old. That's not acceptable. Nowhere. Nowhere. Surviving R. Kelly. Check it out. It's on Lifetime. Or don't. Lifetime channel. Check it out or don't. Either uh, one. Yeah, another another great thing with the documentary, though, so it's not all doom and gloom, is uh, it is really cool that um, there's a couple organizations. One specifically is... Uh, called mute r kelly and essentially they are they're running around just <clears throat> trying to cut him down at the knees they're cool. they they've got him uh removed from they couldn't get him completely removed from spotify but they got him removed from any like relevant playlists which right. does definitely it, it's not a huge win but it definitely dampens his uh his reach it's so surprising to me how popular he is like yeah. again his music i is not for me. Well, it's a weird thing. I where believe I can fly. If you Who likes uh, that shit, they talk about that actually. They say that he'll do his like ignition and his trapped in the closet and his yeah. overly sexualized shit. But then he very strategically will know right when to insert some like gospel kind of I'm a good old boy. That's right, and that's what that song is. I'm a man of the church. I Everything's I cool. Fly. I would never pee on a little girl. <laughs> and then when everybody goes cool, we believe he was like sick. Back to fucking sick. Back to sexy time. I believe I can pee yep. on 14-year-old girls' faces. And also, you know, it's like when Dave Chappelle is is doing like a, a funny sketch about it, which that sketch was incredibly, incredibly funny. funny. However, you do that, plus he was on South Park. It becomes this thing similar to like Charlie Sheen. I know what you mean. When he was first kind of losing the it, it's like... Kind of meme culture. You almost put like a silly spin. Right. That's why I thought it was just about pee-pee. On like diabolical shit. Because that skit from Dave Chappelle, most of it's just about him peeing. Yes. It's funny that he likes to pee on girls. And it's not that he's peeing on kids. Right. Like, yo, that's kind of the important well, part. In that Chappelle sketch, they almost go so gnarly with it that it's like cartoony. There is right. a massive barrel that just says R. Kelly's urine on it. <laughs> so then you kind of go, this is funny. Everything's fine. No one was Dude. hurt. It does put that little bit of a... But then you watch this and you're like, no, no, no. He has been... Yeah, he's raping girls. He's been building a sex cult. 
Text call, yeah. To where, you know, there's a scene where two parents are like... I haven't seen my daughter in two years. Yeah, we got word that she's at this studio and they're throwing rocks at the window yep. and a different prisoner woman kind of like turns the blind or whatever, like pulls apart the, the curtains. Fucked. And they freak out and they're like, is that... Oh, we, oh my God, that was her. Like, that's our daughter. We just got to get in there. Maybe the one where the girls, she's on camera talking to like a news special because yep. people are like investigating TMZ. now. Yeah, TMZ, that's what it is. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm not a prisoner. I'm not held here against my oh, will. Dude. And you see in the background a shadow on her shirt because she's wearing like a sweater and it's like reflecting a shadow. And you see a shadow of someone going like this, like cut. Like cut. Don't like, say or, or say no. Because I remember the question was like, are you being held against your will? That's, yeah. And she's yeah. at a computer and then you could see on her shirt. Yeah. Somebody on the other side of the computer going, say no. Say no. Say, And it's so obvious when they because they call uh, it out and then they zoom in on it. And you see, so it, it's coerced and it's, it's, and that girl's sister was like, I, that's my sister. I know her. She's not acting normal. Right. I'm telling you something's fucking up. One like, of the girls that he had, he, he was slowly turning her into a boy. He yeah, was that's right. making her draw like on facial hair and shut and like shave her head down a little bit. Wear her boy hair. Clothes. Yeah. And start like wearing bag gear. Like, I, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's it's so crazy it's that a, he's survived through like the Me Too movement and all the shit. Like, why is he still touring? And and here's the most frustrating the thing about on? it: he's nothing more than a spider who's catching some flies. Yeah, like he's not out there with a net snatching up girls. Yeah, just getting hoes left and right because he's so badass. Yeah, he is snake that. charming them into his lair, and that almost makes it more frustrating because it's on it's of their own accord. Yeah, and exactly. I found myself sitting on my couch just like. Fucking! How do you make them realize? Because they're seventeen well, years they're old. Because they're kids, or or even younger. Yep. We were fucking dumb fucks when we were teenagers. Uh, yeah. You know, if you met the person you looked up dumbest. to the most, yeah, me yeah. too. Just especially if it came to something stupid. you were passionate about. And the most brilliant example I have of that is being asked by uh, his name was Tom. I won't say his last name in case he's still active in the scene. But his name was Tom. He uh, molested me. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's like, wow. He's <laughs> got super way pumped up brakes. He, uh, he didn't <laughs> at all. He, he might have financially. He financially molested me. He, uh, no, he, he goes, uh, you should play a, a show at the Roseland. And I was like, oh, my God, the Roseland. That's a big-ass venue. My band would love to do that. And he's like, cool. All you got to do, you just sell these, you know, 7,000 tickets or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it gives yeah. you a brick of tickets. And it was, I was fresh in the scene, so I didn't know that whole pay-to-play thing. And I was like, we just got to sell these tickets and we're playing the goddamn Roseland. That's the shit. And uh, I remember telling my mom, okay, we got to sell these tickets, blah, blah, blah. And she wasn't buying it. And instantly in my head, much like these girls probably, I'm like, mom, you're ruining my fucking life. Right, right. You don't this get is it. a goddamn golden opportunity. And here you so are happened, shitting you all over. <laughs> no, instead she goes, listen, fine, whatever. I love you. You can meet with the guy, but I'm going. And I'm like, cool, you're the worst manager ever. You're just going to blow this whole fucking thing. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm not letting you meet a man. Yeah, because she's a good mom. We were going to meet at a restaurant or something. Right, and I just didn't get it. I was yeah. like, fine, mom, whatever. So he, he explains the deal, and she is like raking him over the coals. She was just like, okay, so you've explained everything. I understand it. Uh, it seems as though this is advantageous for you and the opposite of advantageous for my son. And he kind of looked at her. He was like, yeah. What was, was the deal? The, dude, it was something insane like... You have to sell, I think it was 140 tickets, anything less, and you give them all the money and you can't play. Oh, right. If right. you sell 141 tickets, you're guaranteed to at least open the show at like fucking 4.30 p.m. And uh, you get 
Yeah. Anything over 140, you get one dollar per ticket. They get like ten dollars per ticket. Those fucking scumbags, man. That it was, it so was legit garbage. But I'm just then. like, I'll do whatever. I was like 16. Yeah. I was like, I'll do whatever to play the Roseland. Well, the problem, those guys, they scare off so many kids in bands. You oh see yeah. That shit. You're like, fuck this, man. I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. I, you know. But do you guys ever play the King Banana Presents shows? Oh yeah. With Jeff. Jeff's yep. actually a good guy. But <clears throat> he totally is. He's one of the few guys that I've had across the sun used to do local shows. Yeah, we spoiled them all the time. Dude, we would draw like three, three fifty, and then he would let us book our own bands and pay them whatever we wanted. Yeah. So we would take everything, give them You're like 10, 15 percent. What right. yeah. And then he would just take, I think he primarily took from uh like bar sales, and that would more than cover Dude, Jeff is still doing the damn thing. He is, yeah. I I because when I first met him, we kind of thought we were like, this is kind of scummy. Wait, what's happening here? Are we getting mm-hmm. fucked over? But then you know you work with him a couple of times, like, oh wait, no, 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 no. He's, he's the like, first one that was the real deal. There yeah. was one guy named That's Ryan. What it was. This guy Ryan, way back in the day. I know exactly who you're fucking talking about. In a band called Faded Glory or some shit. Uh, that might actually be the Target. Was it denim Fade company. Out or? Yeah, no, it's not fa- like Faded Glory. Is like a shitty clothing company. Uh, it's yeah, it was f- maybe it was just Faded. It, w- it was fate. Anyway, his name was Ryan. And he, yeah, he did like a mini promoter thing. He was under a bigger promoter and he would yeah. take like the smaller local shows. He did he did the same thing that that Tom guy did, but on a way smaller, Huge smaller problem. scale, way smaller. Uh, w- what else was on our, our list of things? Uh, we got the, another link. What yeah, was Conor McGregor's coach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. John Kavanaugh had some. So have you seen this yet, Alan? I actually haven't. No, we even talked about this a couple days ago and I didn't. Uh, and then we forgot to do it. Yeah. Um, by the way, that was last night. That's how busy. We were. Oh, is that what that yeah. was? So, so just a quick uh, preface here. Coach Kavanaugh, that's Conor McGregor's coach. For those who don't know, yeah, he was on some like a news show sort of thing in Ireland. I would assume it sounds like an Irish show, and he made a general comment. Someone asked, like, what's um, what's what's up with Conor? What's next fight? Blah blah, and he said something along the lines of like, um, you know, Conor. You know, we'll see. I'm not sure if I'm going to work with him again. But he was just being very direct. Like, it's got to make sense for Connor to fight again. He's not the same fighter. Uh, he wasn't dogging his boy. He was just... Anyway, I'm not doing the best job to explain it, but Brendan Schaub here does. So let's listen to this for... No, it's not an easy road for Anderson. What else you got? Fair enough. This one I found a little weird. Because you know how John Kavanaugh, who's Connor McGregor's coach, how he said like he hadn't spoken to Connor or seen him since they, the Khabib fight? That's interesting. Right? And now he says right now that Connor, if he wanted to work with Kavanaugh again, he would have to give him a good reason. Why did he? What did he say this on? What show? It was some Sunday, Sunday Independent. Independent. Uh, assuming that's an Irish yeah, uh, news to be. outlet. Well, he would certainly have to convince me to go again. I love the whole journey we've had, but I need a good why. It might be Nate Diaz again because he promised that fight. It might be a rematch with Habib. But if it was just, well... They want me to fight that guy. I think I'd say I wish you the best. He has his wife and two kids now. He has two kids. He has yeah, he had a little one on the way. Or it's just barely born. Okay, She's he has a wife right and now. two kids now. I don't want him taking more hits than he needs to. Habib hit him with a punch in the fight that he has never been hit with in his career. Even Superman yeah. slows down at some age. Uh, okay, I, this isn't... I mean, it's not like he's saying... Connor's a bad person. He's fucked me over. He's saying, hold up. This dude, we've been on this journey, man. I saw him go from welfare to multi, multi millionaires worth 
hundreds of millions of dollars. He's making more off his whiskey than he ever has in any other in- endeavor. So hold on. You want him to fight which random dude now? Oh, okay. You want him to do what? See, I agree. He's two kids. I'm he's set for life. He's more fame than he knows what to do with. He's everything he could ever want for. The only thing that could happen if he fights again is brain trauma. That's it. He's already had the belts. He's had two belts. He's done it all. He fought the best of all time in boxing. He's done that. I'd, I'd have a hard time. I'm with him on this. All right. So you want to fight what for? They want you to fight Dustin Poirier. You already beat him. Why, why are we doing this? They want you to fight Cowboy. Why? It's great for those guys. It's great for the UFC. Okay. We, the we only the person it's not great for is you. What do you think, Alan? Um, I don't know. I think I disagree. I think here, here's my thing. I don't know that. Uh, listen, Kavanaugh doesn't have to train Conor McGregor, but at the end of the day, he's not his manager. He's his trainer. Yeah. So, but to the point, he's been the only one. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got, uh, he's got, uh, I don't mean the only trainer, his, his head coach. Yeah. yeah he is for sure. His head, he's got, uh, Roddy is his boxing coach, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, and he's got, uh, you know, his buddy jiu-jitsu Dylan guy, Dennis yeah. is the jujitsu dude. Uh, I don't know. I kind of feel like, um, you know, uh, Connor's manager, uh, Ollie, he's, I feel like they kind of, they would talk about what the, the strategy is. What's the move? What makes sense? And also for Brendan Schaub to say like Donald Cerrone, why? Here's my thing. Uh, that for sure puts Connor back in the win column. I think that that's a fairly easy win. I know that, uh, but do you want to see that? I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm I, answering my own question. Of course, I want to see that. I think that I, I want to see it, but not like McGregor's in a position where on his you can match him up. Give him the worst matchup, like not not worse. Like, what is he most likely to lose? Give him the worst matchup, like the one the fans want to see the least. And it's still doing a million. Oh, for sure. It still is for sure, because people it, the, the difference with Conor McGregor and every other fighter is that he yes, it, it's a blast to watch him fight because when he's on, it's unreal and he's typically only been on other than yeah his loss to nate diaz which he quickly came back and avenged and then his his loss to khabib which no one's fucking beaten khabib so that's how that goes and, uh, and to be fair Con- he's yeah definitely he's not going to beat him but he also didn't look like the same connor right he didn't at all but here's I'm the just thing wondering if he's go ahead go ahead people also ahead. they like the build-up there's no better fight build-up than one with conor mcgregor and yeah. and even the the post-fight shit when you watch Connor fight, you get everything like before the fight and after the fight, even oh, they're the best dude, even two weeks after the fight, you're still, I if know. you're a hardcore fan, you're scouring the internet looking for any like, like leftover bullshit. Like, yeah. did he say something as he was leaving the arena or did he, did he hit the, the meat the, on those bones? Yeah. Did he hit the fans with something on Twitter a week later? Whatever. Um, I don't know. I think, I think Connor is the exception to a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I also get that John Kavanaugh has a very close relationship with Connor. Maybe he doesn't want to be along for the ride as Connor does his, you know, get brain damage tour. I, I get that too. I think that's what he's saying. He's yeah. just saying, like, you know, you've come a long way, kids. Let's not fuck it up now. But that I mean kind of thing. Does does Kavanaugh have any additional confidence in somebody else more than himself? Like if Connor's gonna go to war, if if Kavanaugh cares about him that much, doesn't he want to be the one? Win or lose, that was there to best prepare Connor. And what matters the most is like, what does Connor say? I wonder what he's said to this. Well, that's what I, I held myself back from saying because I didn't want to like piggyback this news with other news, but sort of related. Uh, Varas Sahabi, who is um, 
He's the head coach at TriStar. Yeah, which, gr- rad guy. Uh, incredible dude. Very intelligent guy. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, George St. Pierre's head coach. Yeah, and, I mean, just uh, legend. Rory McDonald, you know, crazy dudes. Uh, he he recently just very humbly said, I see uh, Max Holloway winning a rematch with Conor McGregor, which I don't fully disagree with, and I'm a huge Conor fan. Uh, but Conor, in classic Conor uh, style, got on Twitter and just went, hey, dude, you... You hit a clock for a living. Like, you've never fought. You're a twerp. Who the fuck are you? Back with Rob. To America. Well, uh, we're back for the listeners at home. My my computer crashed because apparently I didn't have enough storage. That was pretty cool. James has less storage on his <laughs> MacBook than some people's iPhones. Yes. <laughs> We love MacBooks here. Fucking geez, 120 gigs, man. Ooh. What are you going to do? That's, that was terrifying. I mean, that's Apple's fault. They're at a point now where you can't upgrade your shit. Like back in the day, I would get, when I bought my, my first iMac in 2010, they wanted $600 to put 32 gigs of RAM in there. Fuck them. Meanwhile, for $90, I could buy it myself and install it. And Word. so I did. And then they got wise to that. Tim Cook has even said, Tim Cook of Apple has said, that's murdering us. The fact that you can go and get it repaired at a third party. So we have purposely made it to where, I mean, he didn't say this part because it sounds so diabolical, but essentially, yeah, they have purposely made it to where, like, if I wanted to upgrade this MacBook, it it requires, like, welding and shit. (laughs) Like, I've got to take it into Apple and they have to fuck with the motherboard and... That's so shitty because they know it that is. we're all using. That's why you get a Mac for media, for music. And it's how everything is, though. Like, if I needed to change the oil in my 2018 Forerunner, good fucking luck. I know. Like, they there's a reason I got to take Toyota. it to the dealership yeah, now. Me too. It's so I stupid. I always take my Tacoma to Toyota. I'm like, I'm not going to fuck around with this shit. Makes me miss my 93 Dodge Dakota, even though the tires were like made of soap, like <laughs> bars of soap. <laughs> it would be soap. dry as shit outside, and I'm just fishtailing. <laughs> but I fuck it. I could change the oil that's, in it. That's your tires. It's not the <laughs> truck, man. It's yeah. the whole truck. It's what Dodge is known for soap tires, dude. Soap tires. In their slogan. <laughs> uh, did we have any tasty current events to talk about? Um, We had the, the McGregor thing, which, you know, we got cut off midway through talking about that um was there anything else you want to say i think we we got the point on that yeah no just you know you want to see him fight you should fight r kelly sucks r kelly sucks uh yeah yeah that's about it cool let's uh let's do a a quick movie pick here oh yeah so kyle since you're i'm assuming you haven't heard other podcasts that we've done we've only done a handful together james and i but he's a huge cinephile uh, addicted to movies. Yeah. Um, very much so. And so this is a this is a thing that we do. He like picks a movie. Uh, the last episode, the movie was um Shawshank Redemption. Oh God! Right? So yeah. So good. I would say most of the time my movie picks tend to be new movies, like things I've seen in the theater. But I don't know. One out of five times they're not. Well, I mean, dude, my favorite pick of yours so far is a movie that came out in when did Green Room come out? Two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Dude, so Green good. Room with. Uh, f- the punk band, or yeah, skin it. Oh, amazing movie. You know Draper's in that movie? No way. Yeah, I didn't even Where? hear about it. He's he plays like a production guy at the venue. He he's in it for like ten seconds. If you blink, you'll miss him. Fuck. But he's in it. Okay, I'm gonna have to watch he, it again. You can hear his voice. He's something like, uh, 
where where is the what does he fucking say? Something about like, where's the PA or what do I plug the cord in or something <laughs> like that? Something gear uh-huh. techie. And you can see him go, okay, I got it. He's like wrapping a cable or some shit. Okay. Yeah. That's huh. so sick. It'd be That's hard crazy. not to go like too hard with that one moment that you have. Oh, dude. I would. Like, where the like fuck? Is somebody just like go insane? <laughs> just show off your All chops. Like, yeah. Bro, take your nap. If not I don't get this fucking here. cable, you cock sucking <laughs> Pete. And they're like, cut, cut. cut. Can we get someone else to do this? He's like, sorry, dude. I just thought, like, so, like, I my character. I thought I was going to be one of the guys killing people. I didn't want to yeah. work for the fucking club. You're just trying yeah. to talk the director into it. Listen, my character's super pissed, right? And he's just like, and they're like, dude, just say the fucking line we just wrote for you. Say the line. I'm saying it. Yeah. Okay, I just Less passion. You a trailer. It's great to me. I hadn't done that earlier. Um, this is another. So, I'm going to do two movie picks in a row of movies that are not brand new. This is a movie called Adaptation. Oh, if is this what's in that? Is this where uh, Nicolas Cage turns into a plant? I've only seen the poster. <laughs> no, he's oh, not okay. turned into a plant. That's hilarious. So that's what you took from it. Okay, cool. Uh, no, but uh, really good movie. Who directed? Oh, Spike Jones, I believe. Let me double check here on the IMDb machine. Yeah, Spike Jones, so the guy who did a lot of stuff. Uh, what, what did he do recently? Well, anyway, he was one of the original dudes that did, like, Jackass, and he was a, a skateboarder back in the day. And uh, one of my favorite writers of all time, Charlie Kaufman, wrote the screenplay. Okay, so a quick a quick thing about this movie and why it's so layered and amazing. It's, like I said, written by Charlie Kaufman, who the main character in the movie, played by Nicolas Cage, is playing Charlie Kaufman. So he's playing... Okay. A guy, a script writer, and he's trying to write a script based on a book that Meryl Streep's character wrote. And the whole time he's struggling writing this script. And so he like goes to a class and the teacher of the class is talking about how the worst thing you can do is have narration in your script, in your movie. And the movie that you're watching, the, the audience, us, it's Nicolas Cage narrating. So they're so they're like breaking all the rules that they're telling you not to do in a movie, and okay. don't ever write yourself into your own movie. Charlie Kaufman, the actual guy, wrote himself into like so. There's all these layers of, and it just keeps going that way where you keep realizing, wait, that's another. It's fucking so good. It, Dude, it's really it poignant. Wild. It's funny as shit. Yeah, really good. One of my all-time favorite movies. She hates me. She's disappointed. I could see it in her eyes when we met. I've got to stop sweating. Oh, she looked at my hairline. She thinks I'm bald. She's thinking I would never in a million years sleep with this guy. We think you're great. Oh, thanks. Wow, that's that's nice to hear. To begin, coffee would help me think. Coffee and a muffin. I'm going up to Santa Barbara this Saturday, and I, I was wondering... Oh, I'm sorry. So I'll just be right back with your pie then. Uh, so awkward. Drum roll, please. I'm going to be a screenwriter like you. I'm putting in a chase sequence. So the killer flees on horseback, cops after them on a motorcycle. And it's like a battle between motors and horses, like technology versus horse. <laughs> Susan, we would really like to option this. You want to make it into a movie? I want to do it. 
to know what it feels like to care about something passionately. John LaRoche is a tall guy, sharply handsome. The book has no story. There's no story. Make one up. Okay, we open with LaRoche. No, we open at the beginning of time. Okay, we open with LaRoche. Crazy white man. We open on Charlie Kaufman. Fat, bald, ugly, paces. I've written myself into my screenplay. That's kind of weird, huh? I guess we thought that maybe Susan and LaRoche could fall in love. I just don't want to ruin it by making it a Hollywood thing. It's like I don't want to cram in sex or guns or car chases or characters overcoming obstacles to succeed in the end. She's crying. What's she hiding from us? I think you actually need to speak to this woman to know her. People find love. People lose it. Every day, someone somewhere takes a conscious decision to destroy someone else. Who's going to play me? Oh, I think I should play me. Damn, dude. There it is, folks. Check it out. That, uh, I feel like that movie, you should have to watch that as like a punishment for doing R. Kelly level things. That seems like homework to me. It's it's really not. It's I qu- didn't understand the trailer. Now I'm going to go watch the movie? No, it's actually, <laughs> that's the best thing about that movie is the Fuck. depth of it is so crazy, but it's so easy to watch and it's enjoyable to watch. It's it's a feel-good movie, oddly enough. It's funny, too, because when you were explaining it, I was like, that sounds like some being John Malkovich shit. It is. And then it even uh, says from the creators very of. very much that vibe. Yeah. Man. All right, well, I got a movie pick. It's called Biodome. Let me go ahead and pull up the trailer. <laughs> In the army now. <laughs> yeah. I fucking legit watched that. Yeah, we a should week have ago. Alan's movie pick too. Oh yeah, we should have my fucking obnoxious hipster pick. Yeah, and then we'll have James your... is like, so my movie is a uh, Schindler's List. Yes. I'm like sick, so I got Encino Man. So Here we Encino. go, <laughs> just queued up. <laughs> so far, you've done nothing but Polly Shore. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's all I watch. All I watch, uh, man. They're all good. The they po- are. Son-in-law, thank you. Polly Shore Corner with Alan. Best Son- family movie ever. Oh, my God. Son-in-law yeah. is badass, dude. It's the fucking Citizen Kane of family movies. Polly Shore, you know? Dude. Polly yeah, Shore. Do. Polly Shore, for sure. Except if you go watch the most recent Joe Rogan podcast he's on, shit's sad. He's just, yeah. the whole time, he's just like, I used to be the weasel. That's all I he know. says. He's like, I used to Feel- be a star. I don't understand why I'm not just anymore. Like, Okay, mm-hmm. dude, you're also like 50. Like, yeah, take it you're easy. doing your thing. You you're your always stuff. going to have been Polly Shore. You are currently Polly Shore. Yeah. <laughs> you're just still him. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, you're just not going to do, you know, MTV Beach Weekend or whatever. You're not yeah, going to host that. Yeah, he did seem a little bitter. It was well, weird. It'd be, listen, life was better for him back then. We all understand it. We yeah, all but get that's it. That's how it is. Uh, yeah, that's how it goes, dude. You can't do the weasel. I yeah. Mean, come on, His dude. His mom owned the comedy club or something. Yeah, like and then yeah. she passed. The comedy so now, store. Yeah. Yeah, Mitzi yeah, Shore. Yeah. She she passed away. So now he runs it. I mean, he had a fucked up childhood too, man. Yeah. Watching I mean, his mom just rail fucking comedians and shit. Yeah, and having her be like, "I got to bang these dudes." Have Uncle Sam Kinison watch you. Yeah. And then that ugh. guy's fucking. You know. <sighs> He's insane. Yeah, he's doing rails of cocaine at like 13 and watching people getting fucked. It's honestly weird that he didn't turn into an R. Kelly because R. Kelly says that a lot of what started that shit for him was he was exposed to sex and therefore very curious about sex at like eight and a half, nine years old. Right, right. Yeah, the shitty father. When like you you shouldn't even be thinking about it at that point. (laughs) Now with your nine-year-old brain, you're trying to make like a logistical sense of... 
of something I mean, that what you, you should expect's going to happen. Yeah, it's that's that's too bad. But somehow Pauly Shore isn't out there starting a sex cult, despite having arguably a, a worse life than R. Kelly. I don't know. He's got every reason to. I don't. Yeah, I don't know all the details, but um, I think we did it, guys. Fuck yeah, we did. I think we came, we conquered, uh, we put out a hot pod, as they say. I don't mm-hmm. think anyone says that but me. What flavor? Uh, it's got to be tasty from what we've <laughs> learned. Um, chocolate? Wait, did you think that he said hot pocket? That's what I was going with. Oh, I said See? hot. I knew you said hot pod, but it's just me. I'm stoned and I immediately yeah. thought hot, hot pocket. pocket. Pepperoni, for sure. Like, Why like, fuck around? Lean we're, pocket we're or hot pocket? Because broccoli and cheese sounds fucking delicious right Yo, now. Yeah, but also... Standard classic ham and cheese isn't bad either. See, I'm a pepperoni kind of kid. Oh, see, that gives me heartburn. I'm Italian meatball marinara for heartburn reasons as well. The pepperoni is just like... What about pizza? You're getting a pizza. What's your favorite kind of pizza? Well, Um, I'm sticking by it. I will have pineapple on whatever kind. I'm down, dude. Love pineapple, man. Cool. It must be a drummer thing. Yep. Hawaiian is is the easiest go to for me. Hawaiian, no sir. You know what's weird? My no. last pizza ever: pepperoni, black olive, pineapple. Oh, dude. Okay, yeah. I was just gonna say that's my old man's pizzas: pepperoni and pineapple. I don't do the black olive, but I, but love I the would. Black olive but I too. would. Pepperoni, black olive, standard. Add pineapple. Yeah. Fucking dig it, man. Well, I feel like the pineapple, no. like that fruit, getting a little bit of produce. Pineapple with me is got that perfect amount of sweet and yes, so good. Like steak, chicken, yeah, pork, anything with pineapple, count me in. Bro. Literally, it no. always works. Yeah. Always. Yep. Uh, pepperoni pineapple is is one of my go tos as well. Yeah. Yeah. You're a real asshole if you don't like what we're talking about. And if you don't, that's fine too. But you are an asshole. I, nothing will confuse me more than the, the. Why is it even a discussion? Not even because I'm on I'm on the pineapple side, but what a weird fucking thing to even. I know. Get mad about. Yeah. Or yeah. debate. Find something else in your life. I would have Potato never. Potato. I would have never thought that that would become like a viral complaint or a viral argument there's yeah. a pineapple lot or no of pineapple. things that have been just as dumb if not dumber than the pineapple argument oh dude how, how do you guys feel about like Agreed. the whole like the is the dress blue or black blue and black or is it fucking brown and silver or whatever the shit what was the newest one? Oh, the fucking um oh, the sound it was like uh, a carol a ca- ca- not carol what was the fucking the word i don't know this is gonna drive me fucking crazy I have oh, no idea people listening! About. It was uh, Yanni. Right Yanni, there it is. Yanni, Yanni or and uh, have you not done it, Kyle? What? This might be a great thing to pull back from the dead that nobody cares about. The fucking Yanni L- Laurel. Laurel. That's what it was. So there was a there was a, a it was for sure Laurel, by the way. Yeah, there was a sound clip, and fifty percent of the world was like, "It's saying Yanni," and you the don't other remember this? and the other fifty percent of the, he was probably you? on tour, yeah, like no tour internet having connection. a life, yeah. And then the other 50% was like, it's not saying Yanni, dude. It's saying Laurel, which could you find two words that are more opposite? But yeah, it, but it's like pretty much 50-50, the population. Did yes. Okay. Laurel. Or Laurel. Laurel. Let me start over. Laurel. Do you hear Yanni? Laurel. Laurel. Or Laurel. 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 A recent Twitter poll found that 47% of people hear Yanny, while 53% hear Laurel. Clearly, this has created an internet argument that is dividing what the nation. So, what both. is the science Get behind the, the madness? Oh, well, one of the you first down because you can hear both if you oh, yeah, want you're to. Right. Okay, but right now, what do you hear? That whole time I heard Laurel. Yeah, me too. What about you? That whole time? Yeah. I'm hearing Yanny. Yeah. No way! Isn't it tight? What are you saying? To I me? love it. What does that say about like the person? Yanny? Is it like a. Yeah. Laurel. It's a frequency Yanny thing. Laurel. 
Laurel. Yanny. Laurel. Yanny. Really? Totally. See, that is so crazy. That this like took over the internet. There's an actual earlier in the year. I, is it I feel like, like a? Is it a hearing test or like a psychological? They said that yeah, thing? it's like a type of. Didn't they say it was like an age thing too? There is a there's an actual like scientific term for this because I, I watched a video. You guys know Bill Nye the Science Guy when it goes Bill, Bill, Bill. Yeah, Bill. Okay, Nye well I watched a video guy. where every time it said Bill, it showed something. So visually, it would show like a uh, it would show maybe it wasn't even a picture or something. It was a word that would say pale, like uh like putting sand in like a sand oh. pail, mm-hmm. and then it would do. Um, so man, then you think pale, and then pale, it would do bail. Yeah, but you could hear it. Even though it was saying Bill over and over again, when it showed you something, you would hear what you're seeing. Mm. So it said this is similar where this basically has two frequencies. Yanni is a high frequency. Laurel's the low. Yeah. So you can actually stop and listen. If you go Laurel, 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 like you wait for it, you hear Laurel. And then if in your Have mind. Have you guys heard Yanni? Yeah, I've heard both. I well, initially heard Yanni like first. Slowed down. Forever ago. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It was Yanni first. And then. And then out of nowhere, it was Laurel. And I was like, what the fuck? And then when I was reading on it, it was like, you can hear whatever you want. Okay, so this so is... So I could say pussy right now if I told well, you. Well, no, no. It's got to be close. <laughs> this is a... Uh, it'll be 40% slowed down. Laurel. After this. So now I hear sort of Yanny. And that sounds like that yelling. That sounds like Billy. Yeah. <laughs> Billy. Yeah, I hear Billy now. You see right there, he's going R. Kelly. R. Kelly. Kelly. R. Kelly. on 14 Did you get your shots? Did you get your shots? So, there you go. Cool. We did it. Apparently, Ellen DeGeneres hears Yanny. So, she's with oh, you. Okay, that's now. good to know. You and Ellen. So I'm awesome. Yeah. I guess you're awesome. Yep. Because she's great. There you go. Yeah, it's like the, the Yanny's more robust. It's like Yanny. 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 I hear well, it. Well, you I, say it like that. Yeah. You call me a bitch. <laughs> Yanny. Laurel. You hear Laurel. Yeah. yeah, I hear Laurel. I can't hear what the lower frequency. I just hear Yanny. Dude, if you That's go home so tonight, weird. if you go home tonight and nerd out on it, you'll hear 150 different things. Yeah. It's because. Oh, there's a bunch of shit. If out you there, let yeah. ear fatigue set in, you start. I don't want ear fatigue. No, you don't. Honestly, I don't I don't recommend it, but if you want to wrap your head around it, for sure. It is okay. quite interesting. Well, I got what you're saying. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm Yanny all the way, bro. Yeah, yeah that's what I was. My Dude, we were in the at the Rise office. We were screaming at each other. <laughs> like, fucking <laughs> fire her ass, dude. She hears Laurel. She, burn and her. she's fucking signing bands. Dude. She's a witch. Yo, your fucking ears suck, bro. Out. You're out. You're hearing it fucking wrong. Dude, we were, and it's because you get, <laughs> you so strongly identify, like, what you hear, that's your model of the world, so, like, it's yeah. so hard not to go caveman and feel threatened. Like, no, it's Laurel. It's like, you calling me a fucking liar? Like, <laughs> You're you not just, one of us. Dude, you lose your shit. You're voted off the island, oh, bro. Jesus Christ, all disturbing behavior style. Yeah, <laughs> dude, absolutely. <laughs> Alright, let's wrap this yeah. hot pot up. Hot uh, pot. Where can they fi- find you? Kyle, on Instagram. Oh, uh, KB36CF. Love it. That that. is Kyle Baltus, 36 Crazy Fist, guys, if you think about it. Yeah, uh, 36 is is 36 Crazy Fist official, and then you can find uh, Ligature Marks at Ligature Marks Band. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. I'll try to remember to tag all that stuff, too, when I... 
We'll put yeah, the so- will, social forget, assets together. I forget to tag our shit. We'll put yeah. in the episode notes for iTunes and shit. I'll yeah. Um, anything else you want people to know about? Uh, it's a new year, man. Have a have a good one. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. And and Kyle's a a, a drummer for hire right now. So oh. take advantage of the time he has off. <laughs> yep. Because he will be on Hit the road him up. again. He loves to turn shit down. So just yeah, he's being very just to inundate him, right dude. Yep. Shoot him an email so he can say no, and no, then uh, that's not true. I'm very easy <laughs> to work with. I'm very nice. I mean, some would argue not that the best thing you could do, the easiest way to the the easiest way to be the easiest to work with, is be very honest up front. And sometimes the most honest thing is no, thank you. Yep. You know. Because the worst thing in the world is like, sure, and then because you said yes, but you can't do it, you show up late, or you give like a half-ass effort. Totally. It's nicer to be a dick right up front. You're not even being a dick, but people will perceive it as that. You just go, no, thank you. I should have said that today, but it was you. Yeah, I know. I know. See? Giving you half my effort. It would have been bad news. We would have just done this podcast (laughs) without you, and I would have just done your voice and mine and just said horrible things about you. How would you have sounded... I'd be like, suck, damn Kyle, dude. <laughs> What's that, dude? Oh, my <laughs> God. What's that, damn Kyle, dude? I don't even know why you're like the, a weird redneck. <laughs> why am I like this? You're like a surfer redneck. Yeah, you're like a redneck that, that owns like a surfboard and says, dead. What's up? But you live nowhere near the beach. I got to tend to my crops, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you go feed the horse, dude. Is Zoolander too yet? What's that? You've seen Zoolander too? Yeah, yeah. No, you know, I haven't. Fucking dreadlock. Is dude? it good? <laughs> it's like, he's like, yeah. nah, man, this place are not na ba ba. It's so good. So is it good? good? I thought it was funny. Yeah, okay. Pretty funny. I love the first it, one. Don't hold up to thinking it's gonna be anything as good as the first. Well, obviously. I mean, just like but Anchorman, you can't it, fucking hit two yeah, home yeah, runs it, like that. Dude, it was pretty fucking good for what it was. Okay. So I was laughing my ass off. Where can they find you, Alan? I'm uh, at It Came From The Sky or website alanashcraft.com. Love it. You can find me at James Ian Macmillan or at statesidemgmt.com. Dot com? No, just at statesidemgmt. Beautiful. Uh, what else, Alan? Anything else? Uh, no, if we can give them the, the sponsor spiel. Let's again. do the sponsor spiel. Yeah. If, uh, so what we've been saying is if you're in a band or you do a small company or you, you have a thing that you want the world to know about, uh, consider sponsoring an episode, and we would love to promote that thing that you want the world to know about. And with the caveat, like we say every time, if you're part of the KKK or you want to advertise stupid shit, then uh, you have to just pay us more money and we'll do it. Yeah. But you have to pay us a lot of money. It's probably way more. Yeah. But like, Well, three, not that much more. Three times the rate? Yeah, whatever. Three times. Just same rate plus some gummy bears. Yeah, that works. That works. Uh, please subscribe to the show. Rate and review. That definitely matters. And share the show with your friends. I think that's it. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We did it. Thanks, man. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you, guys, man. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Catch you guys later. Bye. Catch you later. Catch you later, later, bro.
I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to Something About the Beatles, now on Evergreen and wherever you get your podcasts.